What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for stopping by the channel once again this evening. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for August 30th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my uh, recently popular co-host on Wednesday nights, the man apparently who I've brainwashed. Jesse, what's you going on? That? What's going on, man? Bro, I've made it. Bro, if I brainwashed you. No, 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 no. If no, no. I brainwashed you, bro, brain, listen, no, no. listen, said, listen to me, clown. Listen to you. me, geek. You brainwashed, oh, you brainwashed me. He's saying, he said. Oh, I didn't even read it. That's the, how ridiculous the, it was. The tweet thread goes back. It goes back to say that my takes are an embarrassment and I need to go away oh, or wow. some shit like that. They're an embarrassment. But then, but then I said, well, your man crush, JD, agrees with my thoughts on this whole punk thing. And he said, "Oh, it's because you brainwashed them. I, I've, I've, I've made it, bro. If I've, you brainwashed me, I won't be wearing this hat. I'd be wearing that jersey wearing right there, man. So you're not doing a really good job there, man. By the way, the Braves are uh, four wins away from ninety. We're not even in September yet, man. That's incredible, man. I know it's crazy. They, and you know what? They're gonna lose. They're not even gonna make the series. Watch. Nah, you don't think so? Nah." And they're playing too good, man. So, you know, all, all, all the people, man, who, who speak so highly of the Braves, oh, man, they're going to win the World Series. You know, when you're at the top for so long, man, you got to fall at some point. They're just waiting. Yeah. You know? I, I, I get that doom and gloom feeling with my favorite team yeah. all the time, man. Listen, man, speaking when, when of, uh, speaking of uh, doom and gloom, this is not doom and gloom this evening. We got... Review back, and Jason Barker is dropping a $100 bomb already. And he, said my he, leaves, name too. he leaves. He leaves no message. He said my name. You deleted it because it said my name. That's messed up, bro. This this gets no message. Apparently, this goes in the tip jar for Issa, who's bartending. Oh my god! Just got. She must have. She must have made. She must have made a fantastic drink for Jason Barker, man, for a hundred dollar tip. Well, I fired Issa a long time ago, bro. I don't know. Did you? Yeah, man. She That's why you sent her packing to Puerto Rico, huh? Yeah, man. She had to go, man. She wasn't fulfilling her duties. Well, we need a new women's, but we need a new uh, woman bartender, man. You got any? Uh, you got any clues into, or tips or inside uh, scoops on who I should hire? Um, let me see. My girl Susan D, man, my head of talent relations. Yeah, no, 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 Susan D, man. I don't know. I don't think Susan D knows how to make an old fashioned. Hey, hey, hey! That's my <laughs> head of talent relations, bro. What are we doing here? She she runs my whole operation. Man. Oh, man. 
Listen, man, you know, who's running the whole operation in AEW, man? Nobody knows. It could be Tony Khan. It could be CM Punk. We don't know, man. Listen, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but you and I, man, we've gained a reputation. I've certainly gained a reputation for uh, not keeping my mouth shut and uh, saying things that uh, I really shouldn't be saying on a public platform. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a fuck because that's what I do here, man. I'm at the uh, liberty to do that. I don't work for anybody. Jesse doesn't work for anybody. Uh, I would be lying to you and everybody in the chat that uh, you guys are watching this show. I know you expect the truth. The truth is, Jesse, this all-out card looks like fucking dog shit. And I am not excited about this whatsoever. But I honestly think that you and I expected this. Tony Khan is dealing with some logistical problems. We'll get into those problems in just a second. But man, oh, man... Obviously, Mr. Pepsi Man is not going to be on the show. He's uh, suspended, supposedly. We don't really know if that's official or not. I don't know if Tony Khan's going to mention that along the way. He may just sweep this under the rug like he does everything else. Uh, CM Punk is not on the show. He was supposed to be in the main event, according to a report from Fightful. We'll get into that in a second. He's not on the show. MJF is not defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And you and I kind of alluded to that. I'm kind of in the camp of, like, I don't really care if he's defending the title or not, as long as he's on the show. I agree. Uh, So I don't want him to make useless and uh, pointless title defenses. I mean, he's had such an incredible year. You don't want to put him in something just for the sake of putting him in something. That's not really what his title reign has been about. So the fact that he's on the show, I'm glad. But the fact that he's not defending the championship, I mean, it really doesn't bother me like it bothers other people. And we have too much, bro. Too much Ring of Honor presence on this show, and I feel like we're just fucking taking, you know, two steps forward and six steps back with this all-in going into all-out situation. Man, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but I think uh, some scheduling changes need to be made going into 2024, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it just, I mean, it. look, man, this was my concern from the moment go the second that TK confirmed that we were still getting all out in its original place, man, it could, I mean, look, I don't know what it, what could have been done with it, but it seems like it should, if possible, you know, I mean, obligation, scheduling, all that stuff. It should have been moved. It should have been moved away a little bit to get some build. It is ice cold. My God, it seems like the worst show that they're going to put on, no matter how much the talent kills it. Um, And now at this point, it looks like CM Punk not only took away the shine from All In, but now he's messing up the card of All Out. Two pay-per-views. Well, I don't know if he messed up the entire card. I'm not going to blame him for messing up the entire card. If he was supposed to be the main event of his hometown pay-per-view, and now he's not, and they got to scramble to replace that, that's kind of messing up the card. If he was on the pre-show, no. Now if he was that, opening the show, well, well, no. Let, 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 let's, let's, be, let's be realistic, Jesse. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, Tony Khan's got uh, a main event if he wants a main event with anybody on that show. I mean, it's, it's CM Punk, yes, but R- Ricky Starks was supposed to wrestle CM Punk for the real world's championship, and I don't know if that would have been uh, the main event or not, probably. But if that was the main event, now it's not. I don't really see that as a problem. I mean, that's kind of... I, I would say that's putting everything on CM Punk's lap. And the fact that CM Punk fucked up here 
were partially fucked up here with his attitude and his backstage ego. You know, I don't want to place the blame solely on him for ruining the entire show because it's not really fair to the rest of the roster. What's the new main event? I mean, it could be John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy for all we fucking know. Right. Could be it could be MJF and Adam Cole against whoever they're defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles against. Right. And any match with CM Punk would not be way better than that in Chicago at the United Center. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know how anybody's feeling about CM Punk right now, honestly. That's what I thought. Okay. You know. It's it's to me, it's not it's not it's not that big of a deal. Honestly, I feel like I feel like well, the logistics a big deal when we're here to discuss it. It's what we do. I know, I know, we're, we're, we're going to discuss it, but I, I feel like the logistics of, you know, Tony Khan gave a lot of people off tonight for uh, going to Bray Wyatt's memorial service. I don't know when or where that was, uh, but he did give people the option to go if they wanted to. Uh, the hurricane that's currently hitting Florida right now, uh, there were a ton of travel issues from what I heard uh, regarding talent. Uh, talent flying from the United Kingdom, going to Chicago, I mean... That is a hellacious trip. I mean, this was the first time Jesse and I were overseas, let alone together. Uh, and it was uh, at least six hours going for me. Uh, and it was almost eight hours coming back home, Jesse. I flew out of Gatwick. So when I got back, man, I, I'm dead. So I can't, yeah. even, I can't even imagine the pro wrestlers who are going in there and putting their bodies on the line and working the way that they're working and then flying back to Chicago to do this more and then do this pay-per-view on Sunday. It's like... How the fuck are they feeling, man? So I, I know they're working with a bunch of different issues, right? And then you add the CM Punk nonsense on top of it and him getting suspended, quote-unquote, along with Jack Perry. I mean, Tony Khan going into this show has several different problems that he's got to attack, and I kind of feel bad for him. I really do. Well, that makes one of us, man. You, feel, you don't feel bad for TK? No, I feel like this disaster could have been avoided tremendously, easily. Yes, the I mean, CM Punk and Jack Perry situation could have been avoided, absolutely. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the scheduling of all in, all out so close together. Well, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how we even attack that because you, you and I aren't paying to rent out the United Center and we're, we're not uh, scheduling shows around when the United Center is going to be available. Who right. knows when Tony Khan was he wanted to listen and, and i know he probably booked this show with cm punk in mind i'm gonna say i'm gonna do the united center punk is back his first big major chicago show and, right. and now it's all kind of falling at the wayside here but the scheduling issue is a big deal we, we knew this was going to be a problem from from the day that that all in was announced and he waited forever to give us a a, a real reason as to what was going on and if there's going to be an all out followed by you know or followed uh, after all in it's a problem now, and according to the scrum, Tony Khan has already stated that this is going to be the same thing next year because, and his reason is, he doesn't want to go away from tradition because AEW has had All Out on Labor Day since they've started, and he doesn't want to go away from that. But if this is the fucking shit that he's going to be giving us, man, you know, whether Punk wants to rile up a locker room or not, I think I think some scheduling changes need to be made here. So what, what, that's it. It's his fault. Uh, he's doing it again intentionally next year. Well, he's already booked Wembley. Who knows how? how who knows when Wembley's going to be available? He's got the availability. He booked it a year out. That's that. You know, could it have benefited AEW if they do Wembley in the beginning of August? Sure. 
and then we get all out a month later so there's some build in between? Sure, but he's not doing that. He could have done this a little bit better this time with, with a week apart. He could have, you know, but I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what his reasoning is. Me either. Me either. People, ju- people are just legitimately, you know, sitting here with their, their hands in the air. Like, they're throwing their hands up. Like, I'm done. Like, we come out of All In, and this is the show that you give us. This is more suited for a uh, uh, special dynamite or a collision. Yep. What do we do here? Uh, I'm, I've been watching wrestling a long time, bro. I've never seen a, a, a situation like this before. So I, I'm kind of at a loss. I mean, I was willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. You just heard me talking to you before we started this. Like, hey, man, look, he may have booked the venue and then all in fell in his lap and he couldn't move the UC. That's why he waited before he announced it because he tried to move the UC event but couldn't, so maybe, you know, tough luck this time. Maybe he'll get it better next time. Then you just told me that he booked the same goddamn thing again next year. Yeah. All right, well, now I have no fucking sympathy for you, all right? Has he bit off a little more than he can chew here? This makes no sense. He needs to reel it in. You know, I understand that he wants to give content, 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 but the more you give content, the less impactful the content is going to be. You know, Ticket Drew texted me after our incredible stream earlier. If you guys want a real, in-depth, passionate fan perspective of the CM Punk drama, I urge you to go watch the video that we we did uh, earlier. We were live in front of 3,600 people. Thank you for everybody that showed up. He texted me after the stream was over, and obviously he was happy with what we did. And then he told me right before I sat down for dinner that Dynamite Jesse had 4,000 seats sold tonight in the Now Arena. Isn't that fucking sad? That's pretty fucking sad. 4,000 seats for the Now Arena. Chicago was the quietest it's been since I've been watching AEW tonight outside the main event, which I thought was a fantastic main event with Penta and Orange Cassidy. You know, it was 4,000 people that were basically, you, you heard a shut the fuck up chant here, you heard a holy shit chant there, but, I mean, that wasn't reminiscent of what Chicago is. That, that's not, that wasn't Chicago tonight, man. That was a crowd that may be frustrated. That's a crowd that is getting too much content. That's a crowd that's burned out in the burned market out. by AEW. What are we doing? What are that we doing is, here? That That is burnout. That is them trying to sell tickets in Chicago for Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes. When you just came out of a pay-per-view. So if anybody wants to go to one of these shows, they're going to pick the pay-per-view. I expect All Out to be a packed house. Because if I'm sitting around the Chicago area and I'm going to pick one of these three shows to go to, first one I'm going to start with is the pay-per-view. Yes. All right. And then the next one I'm going to go with will be Saturday's show because my kids just went back to school. People are work. I mean, the better show to go to will be a Saturday night show. So I expect Saturday night to be a better crowd and Sunday to be a better crowd. But yeah, this is the first show to, to suffer from burnout and too much going on at one time. And the thing is, you know, you're going to get your elitists, you're going to get your uh, accounts on Twitter that's, you know, high and mighty praise everything that they do. And they're blind to the fact of what people like us are talking about and where the bad ones and where the negative ones. The shit sucks. It sucks. Man. We, we, we call it like it is. 
And, and Jesse and I are not talking about the in-ring. I mean, you know, we, we did that with All In. The bit, we talked about the build specifically. We never said the show itself was going to be bad. But the build sucked. All out, the in-ring is going to be fantastic, just like everything else that they do. AEW doesn't put on a bad in-ring product. They don't. And if you say they do, you're a fucking idiot. But it's the build or the lack thereof that Tony Khan has given us going into All In, going into All Out. I think people were a little bit more forgiving of All In because of the sheer magnitude of the show. They're not going to be forgiving about this show. Two years ago, Jesse, CM Punk wrestled Darby Allin in his first match in seven years. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuted on that same show. AEW was at the hottest it's ever been. Peak. 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 Now, this Peak. is supposed to be their biggest show of the year. You've already deteriorated that with All In, which now it looks to be their WrestleMania. It's supposed yes. to be a yearly, uh, a yearly tradition now. Yes. Now you've pushed back what was your biggest show of the year to fucking look like a rampage. Yeah. How? Yeah, it, and why it, is that okay? Look, if, the, if you want to now promote All In to be your super show, your big show, your biggest show of the year, I'm okay with that. All In was the, was the, you know, the origins of AEW. You know, I'm okay with that. But now you just made what used to be your biggest show, like you just said, like a house show. I mean, that's that's a serious bump right there. Let's get to Mr. Thomas Franco, bro. Thomas Franco. $100 super chat. He says, hey, JD, good to have you and Jesse back home. Wanted to let you guys know us guys down at Nino's Pizza in Cranston, Rhode Island. Never miss your show. Keep up the good work and have a drink on us, guys. That gets All another right, round Nino's. of applause. That gets another round Nino's, of applause. Nino's Pizza, man. If I'm ever in Rhode Island, I'm going to Nino's. Guys, if you're ever in Rhode Island, go to Cranston and check out Nino's Pizza, bro. If I'm ever in Chicago, I'm not having deep dish pizza ever again. Don't. I don't need deep. I have not (laughs) eaten deep dish pizza in years. Don't. I suggest you don't. Uh, Man, you know how many pizza shops I've seen in fucking uh, London, man? Holy shit. Yeah. Did you eat any of it? No. Me either. No. Me either. Seen a lot of bars, though. A lot of bars. Went into a couple of them, man. And shout out to in London, everybody, every, when we were there, everyone kept asking me how I'm like in London. And I told them, you know, great people love the place and the awesome environment. One thing I never commented on was the food. And now that I'm safe here at home and they can't kill me, you guys, your guys' food sucks, bro. Shout you know, out London, to London. Shout out to, I'll get to that in a second. Shout out to my guy, Big Hodge, in the chat, man. Uh, Hodge, Big you're Hodge. Gonna, you're going to need to come to London next year, bro. Big Hodge buying the Seriously, V6 Challenger. Hodge. Yeah, you couldn't man. get a you couldn't get a Hemi, bro. Hodge is Hodge is doing some big things, man. He's Holy doing shit. little things under the hood of that car. I don't know. Well, that's 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 his preference, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give you shit, Hodge. I love you, bro. Listen, man. What what, what type of food you had in uh, United Kingdom? Any so, good any good food? Uh oh, man. I've I cannot say that I had one thing that made me eat it and say, ah, oh, this impresses me. Uh, not a single thing, man. The, so the breakfast cuisine at the hotel, it just, I'll, I'll give the breakfast cuisine this benefit of the doubt. It's just not something that I'm accustomed to. I understand our culture is different, and I enjoy trying different cultures, man. I, I really, really do. 
but this one I couldn't find nothing. Now I know that I know what their go-to is. Their go-to over there is fish and chips. And I'm just not a seafood guy. I don't like fish, so I won't hold that against them. But everything else just fell short for me, man. I didn't I didn't enjoy any of it. Bro, that's your problem. You stayed in the fucking hotel to have breakfast at the hotel at the Hilton Wembley. Yeah, you act like I was at a fucking rat hole in the street, motherfucker. I was at the Hilton Wembley restaurant. Okay. Now, that's your problem. Do you have any idea who else had breakfast with? Okay, all right. This... Yeah, I know who had breakfast at the Wembley. I don't need to mention who uh, had breakfast at the Wembley. It was it was, it was, a, it was a very nice spread, layout, very clean. The staff was fantastic, but the cuisine was just very the local. One thing, and I wasn't the enjoying one it. thing I will say about my fine people in the United Kingdom, and what is with your fucking scrambled eggs? Why are they so wet? <laughs> it's like seriously like I, I like i ordered scrambled eggs now and next time i know when i go next year i'm like can you make them american style please why are they so wet really now, see soggy we didn't scrambled have breakfast. eggs man it's the most disgusting thing you could put on my fucking plate now see we didn't have breakfast in the same place but yet we both still experienced the wet scrambled eggs man so like it was I, awful so like i mean it, i mean that's just that's just the way Things are over there. It doesn't I will, matter I where will, you I went. will also say this, man. Uh, you know, food over there. I don't know if you uh, are feeling the same way, Jesse. It feels so much fresher out there. Like, like everything tastes different. Like, I had apple juice, man. This was the best apple juice I've ever had in my entire life. Like, it, 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 fr- it, it Dude, I swear to God, it tastes like somebody, Will Hobbs, came over and fucking crushed apples right in front of me and poured it right into the glass. Seriously. It was, well, it was, it was cool. delicious. He was closer to me doing it because I watched him eat breakfast over there. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, true go story. Fuck, go fuck yourself, man. Well, true story. Now, I, I did notice that, but I seriously um, just attributed that to the Hilton and their layout. Their breakfast bread layout was top notch. It was fucking clean. It was fresh. Everything was freshly made, cooked, baked. I mean, I attributed that to them having a nice selection of fresh food, you know? So I didn't know that maybe that's the, just the thing. We went to high-end places. We didn't go to, like, you know, just hole-in-the-wall. We went to nice places. So, yeah, I expect very fresh. I, I had a, I had Italian at, a, at this place. I forgot the name of it. I thought it would a P. Uh, in Borough Market. Some people didn't like the picture that I put put on social media. Uh, a fake Italian, you guys, are out there, man. A cacio a pepe. You don't know what fucking cacio a pepe is? It was linguine in a white sauce. That It's a pepper sauce. And then I had uh, Italian olives. I had sourdough bread. I had fucking tiramisu for... Dessert, and then uh, the last day that we were there on uh, on Monday, I went to Hawksmoor Steakhouse, bro. Oh my god, flat iron steak, man, with mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese. We got some that, nice garden salad. It was delicious, man. I didn't see anything, any pics from the steakhouse, but that Italian restaurant stuff you posted, it looked like some loose diarrhea shit from a baby fucking monkey or something, man. Bro, it was a hole in the wall that you'd find in the village of New York City, man. I like hole in the wall dumps that's that serve fucking homemade Italian food like that, man. It's delicious. Uh, it didn't look that appetizing to me, but I'm aware. You would have you would you would have thought differently if you were sitting next to me. I'm aware that that legit, authentic. Um, Italian food is mostly seafood based. I do know that. And I'm just not a big seafood fan. Uh, we'll, we'll do things better next year. We'll do things better next year. Maybe I'll stay with Jesse at the Hilton so uh, I can have fucking wet scrambled eggs next to Will Hobbs. Wet scrambled eggs on the rooftop, man. It's good shit, bro. Anyway, uh, guys, we're going to get into this show. Uh, we are feeling very down about the all-out card. Uh, Tony Khan's probably going to add, like, fucking 18 matches to the show to make it six hours long to ruin our lives. 
on uh, on Sunday night. Thank God it's a Labor Day holiday, so I don't have to do anything on Monday. But um, but, speak, but speak but speaking of our hotel stay, I want to get this off because I don't think I said it in the last review. Um, shout out to everyone in um, the AEW staff that we um ran into throughout the hotel and everything throughout the weekend. Um, they were all very nice. They were all very nice from even from the, the meet and greet from the pictures I've seen from them taking, you know, pictures with the fans that we interacted with. I mean, they took a minute and they really genuinely interacted with a shit ton of fans. It looked like everyone that they could, even Ruby Soho. I saw her go out of her way to take pictures with fans. They were all fucking nice. So shout out to the whole staff, man. They treated it like a big fucking deal. And that that's admirable. I want to put that out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're, they're usually very good with that. AEW, their, their staff is uh, is excellent. So uh, I would expect nothing less from them. And the production side of uh, of All In was fucking tremendous. I mean, it yeah. was the, the, the from what I watched back of the show, uh, it, it just looked fucking tremendous. It, it was them basically uh, coming out. You know, yeah. it was their coming out party. And, and I I wish things were a little bit different going into this show. You know, it's very yeah. difficult to to book. Uh, with a week's notice going into a major United Center pay-per-view with All Out. We're going to get into it. We're going to go over this card. Before we get into the Dynamite breakdown, before Jesse and I got on our uh, London rant about fucking wet scrambled eggs, uh, this is the 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 All Out card so far. And more more to be added, I'm sure, because he's got a zero-hour pre-show to book, and I'm sure he'll book something else on the show. Luchasaurus will be defending the TNT Championship against Darby Allen. That match has been booked several weeks in advance. So that gets a pass here, Jesse. I think that's going to be good. Uh, everything Christian Cage has done has been tremendous television for AEW. So I'm actually looking forward to that and seeing Christian on the show. Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. This is going to be a good match. I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, and there has been uh, this beef between... The Blackpool Combat Club and the best friends. Orange Cassidy uh, is slightly becoming more humanized, bro. So this is a nice uh, little transition for him. And we'll get into what happened with him on the show. But I'm looking forward to that. What do you think about that one? Um, I, I, I did like Orange's energy going into yeah. it. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm interested in it. But I have this internal feeling that it feels like Moxley should win this match and I'm going into it with that mindset and I feel like I'm one more Orange Cassidy obnoxious win from just being done I mean I don't know who's producing this guy's matches but he he is coming off like fucking Ultraman this guy just is there anything he won't kick out of I mean, th those two pile drivers that he took from Penta tonight I mean holy fucking shit I'm, I'm surprised he even has a neck yeah, I mean, come on, man. Jesus I mean, Christ. Yeah, if the guy's going to go over, that's fine, you know, I guess. But come on, can we... That, that just seemed like it was very illogical, that those kickouts. I mean, it's... I don't know, maybe I'm just nitpicking it. And I'm just happy Orange didn't, didn't start the show, too, so... Well, I mean, yes. I mean, this match uh, absolutely was uh, the best thing on the show. So, in the main event, it should have been... Uh, but Moxley, I'm going to go uh, with what you said, man. If John Moxley doesn't win that title on Sunday, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know. I mean, he's come a long way. He's been, uh, you know, on the. Uh, I don't want to say it was. It's the best reign in wrestling right now, but I mean, it's easily uh, outside MJF the best reign in, in AEW. I mean, he's been tremendous with this title. 
So he's got to lose it at some point. And the story is his body's breaking down. He even said so tonight. My body is hurt. I'm breaking down. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this championship with everything that I got, no matter what. John Moxley yeah. is is a fucking bulldog, man. You're not gonna get past John Moxley easy. But who knows? No, no, he's already protected. Uh, Orange is already protected in this loss whenever it comes. Yes. Already. Yes, you, wait, you don't think that's been done by design? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's easy, hey, you know what? TK knows what he's doing, man. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Two, two very good matches. At least we got that to look forward to. We got Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke Takeshita, which could be a five-star match, yes. you know, and, and I'm expecting it to be. It's going to rile up Chicago. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. So three matches right there. So, you know, that match itself sells the pay-per-view for me right there. Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke Takeshita. We got Chris Atlander versus Ruby Soho for the AWTBS Championship. Uh, a little out of left field. Uh, I'm glad Statlander's on the show. It is the one women's match that TK is booking on this show. I wish Statlander would do more with the championship, but oh at least she's on the show. So yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, man. I mean, the TBS championship, I feel like w w with the with the rest of the fucking you know titles that don't really have a story, I, I just want something more. It's just a yeah. match to me. It does, I have no feeling towards it whatsoever. I'm so disappointed already in in stats run. Yeah, they've done just, nothing. It, it it just it just feels and this is what I was afraid of. I even said it when she won it. It's all in the follow up, man. You know, there was no one happier than me to see Stat come back and get that title, man. I I think she deserved it before her injury, and her injury was very untimely and messed up because her momentum was right where it should have been. Yeah, to to be crowned a new TBS champion, and she set out. I think they added to Jade's reign and held on and waited for Stat, and I could actually appreciate that as well. That's awesome. And when Stat got it, I was hoping they followed up, and I'm sorry, but they have not, and Stat has grown cold. It's not to say that she can't rebound from it, but it's also going to take some more creative work. They can't just wait for it to happen. They got to build her strong, man. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's all on creative there. Uh, it's uh, it's sad to see what what's happened. She came in like a house on fire, won the title, and then... She had uh, a couple of weeks where she was defending the title, and, and then she just disappears. Yeah. So that's the lone women's match on the show. Samoa Joe will defend the Ring of Honor TV Championship versus Shane Taylor. I mean, when, when I think, and, and I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I feel like when this match was announced, uh, there was a lot of universal, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. This is what I'm paying $50 for now. I take nothing away from Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is fucking incredible. But a Ring of Honor television championship match, for me, Jesse, he's not selling me on this show at all. And a little bit too much Ring of Honor presence on this show to fill in the blanks that were left with the other various problems that TK has going on right now. Uh, the one thing I hope for with this match is that Shane Taylor wins the title. I don't really give a fuck if he does. For me to you, I don't give a shit. Hope he wins the title and we get Samoa Joe on regular, either Dynamite or Collision, man, because he does not belong on that fucking rinky-dink, Ring of Honor, Dark, whatever the fuck they're doing over there. Nope. Did you see the match we got announced for Collision? Which one? The Ricky Starks and Ricky Steamboat match. I did not see that. We got Ricky Starks versus Ricky Steamboat in a strap match for Collision. I, 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 man, uh, you know, it, it, this is like the third week in a row, man. Uh, a collision starting to look like uh, Rampage. What are we doing here? 
Now, I get you going up against payback, but I mean, the wait, fuck are wait, we doing? Wait. wait, wait, Saturday. Ricky Starks challenges Ricky Steamboat to a strap match at All Out. What? At All that Now it's All there's a collision logo. Look at Tony Khan's last tweet. Look at TK's last tweet. Hold on. Let me let me see. Somebody's messaging me here. There's a collision logo, and it says Saturday, but then it said, I guess he's going to challenge Steamboat at a strap match. Yeah, he's going to challenge him to a strap match on collision for All Out. This is on his Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday on TNT Drama, Absolute Starkman Jones will appear live on AW Collision to challenge Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to a strap match this Sunday at All Out. It's as clear as day what's going on there. Yes. So instead of, instead of us getting Punk versus Starks, we're now getting Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Starks. Wow, man, that doesn't, uh, if that doesn't scream $50 out of your hard-earned wallet, man, I don't know what does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is, uh, <laughs> Sorry, dude. This is uh, late-breaking information here that we just found out. Uh, so, y- yes, you can add that. How many, uh, we'll, we'll get to the total matches afterwards. Uh, he also just announced tonight, after Dynamite went off the air, Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata versus Claudio and Wheeler of the Blackpool Combat Club in a tag team match. Now, it could be fun. It, it could be fun. I don't really give a fuck unless it's Eddie <laughs> versus Claudio. Uh, he's probably saving Eddie versus Claudio for Grand Slam because TK is all about moments, and Eddie beating Claudio in New York City, where he's yeah. from, is the moment. So that's what he's doing there. I'm not really surprised by that whatsoever. But listen, man, Eddie Kingston pops the crowd. Everybody loves Eddie. Claudio and Wheeler are great. So uh, it should be a fun match. I just don't really give a shit. Um, so we got those two matches now announced, uh, Miro versus powerhouse Hobbs should be a, a fun little, uh, big Haas match there. FTR and the young bucks will team up. So no tag team title match here, uh, against bullet club gold in a big eight man tag, uh, Jay white juice Robinson and the gun club against FTR and the young bucks. And then Adam Cole and MJF will defend the ring of honor tag team championships against uh, t- a team that will be determined on Rampage in a battle royal, uh, which, I mean, if it's not the kingdom, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's either the kingdom or uh, a-, a rematch with uh, the Aussie Open. The, there's a built-in storyline for them to defend those titles against the kingdom. It, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. They've been, you know, involved in this for weeks. Why are we doing this tournament bullshit? Just make it the kingdom versus these two and make it a part of the storyline. Roddy will be at ringside. It's all interesting. That match would just be interesting within itself because there's storyline behind it. Yes, and that, that that goes to the reason why Jesse and I had pointed out that MJF defending the championship on this show probably would have been rushed. And, and, and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships here are not really going to be taken seriously on MJF and Adam Cole. They're more of a vehicle to to get the story where it needs to be. And I'm okay with that because I take story over everything. And I, I love where they're going with this because the Kingdom segment tonight with Adam Cole was f- fantastic. That little bit of backstory, it, it gave you a little glimpse into what potentially could happen here. So, yes, I, I'm going to use this that, match. I'm sorry? Chat said, that, chat said they're not even in the Battle Royale Kingdom. They're not even in the, Then it's going to be Aussie Open. It's got to be Aussie Open. Who else is know. in the Battle Royal? Someone said, 
No, I'm not reading it. Someone said Dark Order won it. Did they already do it 12 minutes into the show? Dark Order won the Battle Royale, battle royal already? It, it, I mean, if I don't know how in the fuck they get a, a winner of that Battle royal 12 minutes into the show. What are you talking about? They filmed it right it, after it, Dynamite. Oh, 11, that's right. That might end an ended an hour ago. Yeah. My bad. I'm thinking it just went off the air at, at twelve. This guy thinks but it's yeah. fucking Friday already. Yeah, Dark Order One. <laughs> Shit. Oh, there you go. This, Fuck, guy thinks, this guy thinks it's fucking Friday over Bro, here. Bro, I am not I am not in it yet. I'm I'm Well, still just like me before, I thought I was doing the fucking three man show on CM Punk with Drew and Andrew. So I mean, what the fuck? What's the big deal, man? It's like that's how that's how tired we are, man. Um yeah. so yeah, I don't I mean that's that that would be that would be fucking lame. Uh, I'm sorry. Dark Order One. That's it. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. So we're getting Dark Order versus Cole and MJF. What sense does that one make? Dark Order meaning what? John uh, Johnny Hungy and uh, well, Alex Reynolds? Whoever, whatever two they decide to put in, I guess. Maybe Reynolds. Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. And listen, say, how it, high is Jesse? Bro, I just flew fucking 8,000 miles round trip over the weekend, and I'm the, my, I still don't even have my voice back. You guys are so fucking brutal, man. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches with the one that he just announced, Starks versus uh, Steamboat. Ten matches for All Out. Ugh, man. And everybody's asking uh, if uh, MJF was defending the world title. No, he's not defending the world title. The, the world title will be determined. Challenger for the world title will be determined in a Grand Slam Eliminator tournament because we haven't had about fucking nine tournaments this year on AEW television. We have to have another one. Uh, a world title Eliminator tournament going into Grand Slam that starts next week to see who challenges MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Roderick Strong has already put his name into the pool of people that will be competing. Which I mean, it, it's all for story, and I don't, I don't really mind that. But the 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 fact of the matter is, uh, you know, tournaments don't really mean much of anything on AEW television because it seems like every other fucking week there's a, there's a tournament on AEW television. Can we kind of rein hey, in the tournaments, please? Hey, bro, you are on record saying you love, I love tournaments, tournaments. tournaments, tournaments, bro. I'm pretty sure on one show you said I could take a tournament any day of the week. Hey, tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. Uh, I mean, this is a little too much now, though. Hey man, I'm I'm giving. I want to put this out. I'm giving TK a lot of benefit of the doubt at this point. At now, at this current stage, as it pertains to trying to book this shit, because yes, we have travel issues. People are worn. People are sick, and all this other stuff. And yeah, a lot of moving parts now. And I get it, but it seems like we're here in this predicament because of him. We are in this predicament because of him. It's a bad the idea one that books the show. Book these shows, yeah, it's a bad idea to put, book these shows this close together. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know who might get sick. You never know who Punk might choke out. You never know what might go on with the weather. You just never know these things, man. Yeah, and again, folks, you know, if you're just joining us, this has nothing to do with the uh, overall in-ring aspect of the show. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining, but is it worth $50? No. Now, it comes off It comes off more like a, a dynamite collision taping if you really want to boil it down to that. But, you know, this is what he wants to do. I think uh, less is more. 
I think uh, quality over quantity. And I don't really like when WWE does it three weeks before fucking major pay-per-view when they got to go to Saudi. So why would I excuse AEW for doing it with a week apart from all in to all out? I mean, nothing ever goes right there. Ever. Ever. They booked more for all in, which they barely did anyway on its own. And you got basically, you know, remnants of everything that happened at all in happening at all out. And half of the show is filled with matches that you're just throwing out there because you need something on the show because of Punk being suspended and Jack Perry being suspended and the fact that there's a Bray Wyatt memorial and a fucking hurricane causing travel issues. Whatever. Whatever. We're just two fucking geeks on here who like pro wrestling that are speaking into the fucking void. I don't know. I feel like if we... As viewers and and fans are this burned out at what's going on, how does the talent feel overall? You know, I'm sure half of them probably think this show's a waste of time. Yeah, this was their flagship show, All Out. You know, before we got All In and Forbidden Door and all this other shit, Grand Slam and Fighter Fest and all this other nonsense, it was <laughs> Revolution. It was Double or Nothing. It was All Out, and it was Full Gear. And All Out being their biggest show of the year, every single year. Now, at the end of 2023, Jesse, All Out may be their worst fucking show. <laughs> How's that even possible? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. We got Backlash on Saturday and All Out on Sunday, man. Two mediocre shows. <laughs> this is what I do for a fucking living, man, right? Oh, JD, he talks about wrestling in a camera. He sits in his pajamas. He's complaining. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm doing. I get paid to complain. Fuck off. Anyway, we're going to get into uh, Dynamite, and uh, we're going to break this thing down uh, like we usually do. Uh, But I appreciate you guys joining Jesse and I here on your Wednesday evenings. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smark on Twitter. Go follow him on YouTube as well at Chi-Town Smark. He'll be reviewing Impact tomorrow. Impact got some big uh, things going on. Yeah, man. Why don't you go to the Impact 1000 show for me, man? Where's that? Where's that again? In uh, White Plains. Oh, the Westchester County Center. Yeah, no, thank you. Come on, man. The last time I went to a Westchester County Center, my my, my dad took us to a a card collecting event. Baseball card collecting event. It's been I'm fucking like it's with, been like thirty years since I've been to Westchester County Center. I'm not familiar with the venue at all. Well, why don't you fly? Why don't you fly on in to attend the show? Why do I gotta go to the show? Uh, I do plan on taking a trip to New York um, sometime soon, man. We gotta right. start planning that out. All right, there you go. Is that the only venue in White Plains? Now you can come see my mother's basement, bro. I mean, there's uh, fancy antiques down there. I don't know what goes on down there. I don't want to slip on anything on the floor or any, you know. Any napkins down there on your mother's basement floor, man? I don't want to. My mother's a clean freak, bro. I gotcha. Uh, Hooligrim says shit packed. Uh, he deleted the message. Good, good, good job, uh, Hooligrim. I saw, I saw it before it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, JD going to Impact would break me. I'm not going to Impact. I'll go see Sammy Callahan, man. Sammy, Sammy Callahan's my boy. You know. Well, you gotta go to Impact to see him, man. I know. 
Anyway, Jesse Reviews Impact. Uh, go check that out on YouTube. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We got 500 likes. We got 2,200 people in here. I need 1,000 easy. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Super Chats are open. Thank you to Thomas Franco and my guy Jason Barker for the bombs already uh, in the Dynamite stream. Memberships are open. Get them on in. We will uh, welcome you with open arms to the VIP club. Hit that join button down below. And I did see you said me Callahan in Chicago. He said to tell you what's up, too. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, did seriously. There you go. There you go. Sammy's got a Sammy's got a great wrestling promotion in uh, in uh, Ohio. He's doing good things, man. He's one of the biggest independent uh, promotions out there. Does he? I didn't wrestling know revolver. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome stuff. He's got a lot of impact guys on his show. Isn't that what Seth's uh, school is in Ohio? Iowa. Iowa. Okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He also owns a coffee shop, which I'd like to actually experience once. Because oh, okay. I had a lot of coffee in London, man. I had a lot of black sheep coffee. Apparently, CM Punk is a fan of black sheep, too. Him and I have something in common. Yeah, he, he was photographed out there. I wonder if he buried the, the barista. I don't know. Man. CM Punk also has a big eagle like I do, man. So we have two things in common. Pat Keese or whoever the hell you are, dude, I get it. You're a Cubs fan. Move, move on, man. I'm not taking my jersey off, you sick pervert. All right? Just... just. You're a Cubs fan. We get it. Who likes the Chicago Cubs? My God, I, I feel so. I feel sorry for you guys. No clue. Ugly fucking jersey and ugly looking stadium, man. Jesus Christ. I will never step foot Fuck. in that stadium, man. Anyway, uh, you and I have stepped foot in the now arena several times, and uh, the first match: John Moxley versus Commander, bro. Open the show. Uh, anytime there's a problem, man. Tony Khan calls up Commander to get in there. And fill in, and that's exactly what he did here tonight, man. He went eight minutes with John Moxley. Uh, very good match. Didn't really mean much of anything to me because we all figured that Moxley getting a championship match against Arnold's Cassidy was going to lose here to uh, Commander. Goes about eight minutes, and uh, Moxley hit a big King Kong lariat and a pile driver. Moxley got a tap-out win with an arm bar on Commander here. Good mix of... Uh, you know, Moxley's brawling style with Commander's high-flying offense. We've seen some of that with his uh, little tightrope walk. He tried for a uh, 450 splash. He went over the top and took Moxley to the outside as well uh, a time or two during this match. But, uh, I mean, at the end of it, man, he's getting the title match against Orange Cassidy. And it was a decent opening match to get the crowd started on on Dynamite tonight. No, nothing else. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome to see Mox, man. Everyone that I saw tonight, man, I mean, they just, everyone that I saw that, that, that worked this weekend, they just looked like they were just going through the motions, man. Yeah. They were, they they, just, they looked, they were so tired. Poor Moxley did not look like he had any energy left in him. The guy had fucking skewers stuck in the top of his fucking head, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all grounded in Chicago now. Uh, I know um, they're away from home. So hopefully yeah. they get some proper rest and some relaxation. It's Wednesday. I know they filmed uh, Rampage tonight. They got Thursday, they got Friday, they got all day Saturday to hopefully get some rest. I know Collision, it's a different crew from Dynamite to Collision, but some of the roster will get uh, at least three days of rest before Sunday, so hopefully they end up recuperating. I really hope so. Yeah, hopefully. A video aired with Orange Cassidy talking about his title defense later and his wild match at All In, which I thought was great. The uh, stadium stampede match at All In. Says he's not the same Orange Cassidy that Mox knew four years ago, and he's going to show him why at all outs. So 
Orange Cassidy is uh, getting a little bit of a uh, character change. Not too much, but he's uh, actually becoming uh, uh, a human being. And I actually quite like that because a lot of people were very critical of Orange Cassidy. He's lazy. The gimmick sucks and, you know, all this other nonsense. But you can't take anything away from him, Jesse. He's a fucking tremendous wrestler. And and if he's going to be a little bit more ruthless and a little bit more intense. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing here. Yeah, I, I don't think they're... So, I guess, I guess in a way, it's, I guess it's making him more human. It feels like they're, they're, they're shifting him from he just doesn't care about anything gimmick to, well, the only thing he cares about is the title. So he cares about that. Everything else his gimmick is he doesn't really care about. You know, I'm in the match. Eh, I don't care. Whatever. What if what what if you lose that that title? Well, I care about that. I'm not losing this. That's yeah. the only thing that he cares about. You yeah. know, and um, that does kind of hum- uh, humanize him a little bit because that's what he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to be lackadaisical about everything, and that title is the one thing that he should never be lackadaisical about. So I can get that part. I, I get it. I see it. Um, but it is becoming one of those. Will somebody please beat Orange Cassidy for me? So and I'm really hoping it's Moxley right now. I, I I wonder who and when they came up with this slight character change for Orange Cassidy because how, how many title defenses does he had now? 26, 27 title defenses for the international title? title. Some, somewhere around there. And, and all of a sudden now, Jesse, towards the tail end of or, or what should be the tail end of his title reign here before he loses it, now they decide to flip the switch and make this character change. What do you think took them so long here? Because... You know, when he won the title, it, it should have been something that kind of set in with him after the first couple of title defenses. That like, hey, I'm the international champion. This is important to me. I want to do everything I can to keep it. Why now? Because the run's getting stale. Oh, is that why you think they made the, the slight change? Yeah, I mean, it, the run's getting stale. Same same thing, same all this, same all that. Nothing's different, nothing's changed. Um, there's no, like, one consistent feud throughout the ring. It's getting stale. And to freshen it up, this is what they're doing to put some kind of freshness into it. Yeah. Yep. I could see that. It's a good uh, it's a good uh, explanation there. Uh, I know some people in the chat say you don't want Orange Cassidy to lose, but, you know, everything has to come to an end. You know, yep. there, there's sometimes uh, situations that happen on TV as a fan. You're watching it, and, and you kind of, you just get this sense, this feeling, like, you know, this, this should be coming to an end. And then it doesn't end. And, and then you, you start to feel like Jesse feels like it's getting a little drawn out. Like I'm waiting for something new to happen. You know, this is uh, something that I think AW needs to do after their biggest show. Let's change some shit up. Orange Cassidy's had a tremendous reign. You can't take that away from them. But how would the title look on a John Moxley? What could John Moxley do with that championship? Who could John Moxley yeah. be in the ring with, you know, with that championship? An Andrade, a Malachi, a Miro, this and that. So, you know, it, it does pose for... Uh, you know, that title to look even better on, on John Moxley, and it's going to look better because John what Moxley is, is John Moxley, and, and, and Orange Cassidy, I mean, he's built that title up into being the, mo- the second most important title outside MJF's. What is it? What is it with AEW and title rings? They're either hot potatoed or less last too goddamn long. I don't know, man. There's, yeah, there's no in-between. Yeah. There's no in-between. But... Uh, With a $100 Super Chat, he simply says, you guys rule pure and simple. Look at that. Is that what you see? I see one 
Y P U Jesse guys rule pure and simple. No, 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 no. I see you guys rule pure and simple. Mm, we see different things. Let's just agree that it says Jesse in there. All right, let, let's agree to disagree. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Orange Cassidy, John Moxley. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be tremendous. I do think that Orange Cassidy should drop the title on Sunday night to uh, Mr. Mox. Yeah, the, 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 he, he's won. It's over. You you, you won, OC. It, that's it. Yeah, you won. You beat the game, bro. That's you know reset. You got a prestige now. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you got a prestige in Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they went backstage to an all-in segment after the Bucks and FTR match that was filmed. I'm, I'm assuming it was filmed on Sunday or Saturday, rather, or Sunday it was. I don't even know what fucking day it was. Sunday. Uh, they asked, or they were asked a question by someone off camera. I don't know if it was Brandon Cutler or not, but Nick said that they were disappointed in the outcome because they wanted to get their titles back. FTR then walked in. And Dax had a problem about FTR being disrespected when they went for a handshake at the end of the tag team match at All In. Uh, the Young Bucks walked away, and Matt said things didn't go their way and how they wanted, so we lost this cool in front of 81,000 people. Nick said they were disappointed. Matt said, we created this show, and we lost in front of everybody. They stood and seemed ready to kind of shake hands with FTR, but Bullet Club Gold interrupted. And Jay White says they're on top of the world. What a cute little foursome we have here. Then he suggested a match at All Out. Dax said, how about we do it next week? Cash suggested at All Out. Bullet Club agreed. So I know one of the talking points was, what is FTR going to do to defend those tag team championships uh, at All Out? Clearly they're not. This goes in the same boat as what I mentioned and what you mentioned with MJF, Jesse. Uh, FTR just simply defending the titles to say that they defended the titles at All Out. You know, I'm glad they're not defending the titles. Uh, We need to come up with a challenger for FTR that is suitable enough to be in the ring with them after they just beat the Young Bucks, which could end up being Bullet Club Gold for all we know, or could be the next team that we talk about uh, that uh, came together tonight in Jericho and Sammy Guevara. But this eight-man tag, it should be fun, just like we thought about with the six-man tag at All In with Kenny and Hangman and Coda against Bullet Club and, and Takeshita. You know, there really might not be a story, but it should be a great match. FTR teaming with the Bucks, who they just beat. Uh, two powerhouse teams coming together. And FTR's been feuding Bullet Club Gold since Collision started, so there is a little bit of a backstory there. And I'd love to see Bullet Club Gold take the belts off FTR because, I mean, man, oh man, was that a great, a great match. I'd love to see uh, round three of that somewhere in the future. Yeah, let me let me run this by you. I just I just now thought about this as we were talking about this this segment. What if at all in we have the title matches, you know, all of the, the, the titles that are gonna be on the line at all in, get those titles in, make sure those feuds are built. But also to help build towards all out that for some reason is a week away, but it shouldn't be. All of the matches that we've gotten at all in that were not title matches should have been number one contenders matches with those matches coming at all out one week later. So then you can kind of build side stories going into all in and then those side stories come to a head and the winner of those matches get title matches at all out. We still get title matches at all in. And you kind of kill two birds with one stone. 
what what would you think about that one? Um, I mean, it would certainly work. I don't know why he didn't do something like that. You know, it would have definitely made the shows flow between one show to the other. Right. Uh, I just feel like everything's a fucking mess now. I feel yeah. like I feel like he did what he did. You know, he's the type of guy that wants to put on the best wrestling show possible, and he doesn't really give a shit if logic is there or not. He don't yeah. he don't give a fuck. That, that, that's that, that's one of his downfalls, to be quite honest with you, because. You know, th- th- this fan base is so conditioned on great wrestling, great wrestling, great wrestling, and story second. You know, I honestly think that the tides have kind of changed with what MJF and Adam Cole have done. I think story is now taking a precedent, and in-ring action is going to come second. Because we know AEW can can deliver the in-ring action, but if they can deliver the story on top of that, I mean, nobody's going to touch them. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know why he hasn't done more of that, honestly. Yeah, it just seemed like it would have, and it would have given some stakes yeah, you know, to these matches. Now you can't go into these number one contenders matches cold, so it would have been a part of the build, you know. And when and when you and when you and that's another thing to think about. If you get the right build into these um, secondary matches, and the and the payoff for those feuds is an eighty thousand seat arena big showcase match, and the winner of this match gets a title match one week later. You have a match coming up with big stakes, but nothing physically on the line, but it still feels like a big deal. Yeah. And you're booking to your next fucking pay-per-view one week later. So, I mean, it just seems like maybe that would, I still would not have booked this shit this close together, but since it is what it is, I was thinking maybe that would have been something that would have helped the flow of all out come together a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know what they're doing here with the FTR and Young Bucks thing. Do do you think that we get another match with FTR and Young Bucks? Do they have some tension in this eight-man tag at All Out? Do you start to see and maybe feel the Young Bucks going more towards the heelish side of things? I know we discussed this on on Monday when we did live the live stream. You know, the the Young Bucks and FTR, two two realistic babyface teams here. I mean, do we start to see the Young Bucks turn more heelish here? What do I keep telling you is the reason why FTR was brought into this company? To feud with the Young Bucks? Forever. They'll change the dynamic. They'll change the match styles. They'll change this. These two teams are in this company just to literally fight forever. And I'm not going to lie. I'm here for it. You know, just just make it interesting for me. There's plenty of story to tell. Um, Change the heel face dynamic. Change the stipulations. These guys really can fight forever. Just try not to give it to us too much at one time. That's all I ask. Yeah. Tony Storm. I'd like to get a little bit more Tony Storm. More what? Tony Storm, the better. What? What? Who? What? Okay. We see you. You saw your girl up close and personal on, on on Sunday night, man. I saw. I saw her walk into a bar. That was your chance. How come you didn't shoot your shot, bro? Nice. Listen, man. Because Juice was rock hard right there, wasn't he? More than likely. Could rock I ask, I could have asked him, bro. Why are you so rock hard, man? He I don't. Right I don't there. understand. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, Tony Storm had uh, this whole. Just sad, melancholy demeanor about her tonight. She looked very uh, stressed out. She brought up to Renee uh, with uh, the interview here that there is no real problems with the outcasts. She said Ruby left uh, uh, the, I guess, what she say? Something about a, a whole like play or story. She left her out there alone and she can't trust her anymore. She said Soraya broke from the game plan and forgot her part to enhance her performance. She took digs at all of her opponents and also the referee in that match. She said she can't calm down and she can't trust anyone. And she wandered off 
And then she ended up throwing a shoe at Renee. So apparently Tony Storm is, uh, she's got this theatrical uh, damsel in distress type gimmick that I'm actually really liking. I think she plays it very well. Her whole accent actually adds a whole hell of a lot to it, which I think is fucking great. And uh, I'm liking this, man. Some character development here from Tony Storm to potentially break away from the outcasts. Looks like we may be getting Tony and Soraya for the title at some point. Maybe we get that at Grand Slam. Ruby's doing her own thing against, against Chris Statlander. At the end of the day, I honestly think it's best if this outcast stable, Jesse, is just disbanded and we move on in separate ways. First off, that's an absolute agreement right there. That this outcast stable needs to go. Yeah, it's over. It's gotta um, be. It's gotta be dead. I've I've yet to comment on on Tony Storm's change and and this and this for a reason. I, the jury is still out for me. I I, I still want to see a little bit more of. I'm not completely sold on it, but I don't hate it yet either. I want to see. I want to see what other what other layers they add to it. To, 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 before I make a decision here, man, because it feels like it could be very annoying and not like in a good heel heat way, but it also feels like if it's done right, she could nail this. So I kind of want, I, I kind of want to see at least another layer of this to see where it develops into. But I can appreciate that they are giving Tony Storm something other than this, you know, outcast bullshit. So I could appreciate that at the very least. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, someone mentioned Marilyn Monroe in the chat. I could see the uh, the influence there. Someone mentioned uh, it's kind of a Karen like uh, character for her. Um, That's what I said before. I mean, I, I said I, it was like I, yeah. Chelsea, and people were like, no, it's not. You're wrong. Like, it's it's actually it's actually better than Chelsea. To be quite honest with you, you know, Chelsea's yeah. just a generic Karen that you could fucking yeah. see shopping at Target, who's throwing a fucking hissy fit, and I'm yeah, looking I'm at her and be like, bitch, shut the fuck up, man. Seriously, you're a fucking disgrace yeah. to society. Honestly, <gasps> th- th- this yeah. is uh, th- this is a little bit more of, of the Karen uh, that I like to see, you know, but in, in, in a sophisticated way. With Tony Storm, I think she's killing it, man. I've liked Tony. I, listen, man, I like I like Thunder from Down Under, Tony. You know, I, I I mean, this goes back to fucking before she even joined WWE, and then when she joined WWE, I mean, I loved everything that she did. But I mean, it, it wasn't really a character. It was just Tony Storm who modeled herself after the greats in pro wrestling and loves pro wrestling. Has been wrestling since she was fucking fourteen years old. This is now the first time that she's actually dipped into developing a character for herself, and I I, I think she's on the right track. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, is it similar to? I feel like for some reason it's starting to remind me of uh, the Frankie Monet gimmick. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, Taya did as that character in NXT. It, it almost came off more like I, I want to say, kind of um, not Tiffany Stratton esque, but like model esque with the fucking paparazzi, and she was kind of like I don't know. Like, 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 like LA. Is it very, it was very LA ish. What you think of like uh typical LA, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I don't know, but I'm, I'm liking it and um, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe, maybe we get uh Tony versus Soraya at grand slam or somewhere down the line there. But I think that's where we're going where Mercedes fits in because she showed up at all in. I don't know, but if she's mixing it up with any of those women, especially Tony, uh, sign me up. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Chris Jericho. This was one of the best things about the show. Chris Jericho's got uh, a nice string of consistency and momentum on uh, coming out of All In. This is great stuff here. Jericho made his ring entrance, and he's in the ring to talk about what happened with Sammy Guevara after the match with Will Ospreay at All In. He said, 
It was one of the greatest weekends of his career. He talked about a Fozzy performance the night before All In. He says, Wembley sold 81,000 tickets, and that's a shoot number, baby. He says, absolutely. Oh, no. It was that scripted. We don't want WWE to get offended by this and come choke out Chris Jericho. You know, uh, Brian Gerwitz, who apparently was a former writer for Vince McMahon, Jess, he said that Vince is not bothered at all by Wembley's 81,000 plus and then breaking. Bull. (laughs) (laughs) Bull. Vince is not bothered by the Wembley number, man. I mean, give me a fucking break. One. 100%. This man sent John Cena out there in June to go gauge yeah. a United Kingdom crowd for money in the bank to gauge whether they want a WrestleMania there or not. Are you fucking kidding me? For yeah. the first time in 20 years plus, we're finally talking about WrestleMania uh, uh, being in London. Where are they going to do it? Where are they doing it? At uh, the fucking O2? Give me a break. They're doing it at Wembley. And then WWE will sell the same amount of tickets that AEW sold if it happens. And then they'll fucking fabricate the number by 15,000. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Go off a fake number? Come on. Bull shit. That is the biggest bullshit I've heard all weekend. I've heard a lot of bullshit all weekend. Vince is not going to sleep right until he gets... What was the final number for for, for Wembley? 81-0-6-0-20-30, something like that. 81-1. No, no, I'm sorry, 81-0-something. So about 81, a little over 81. Well, he's not going to sleep until he gets one number past whatever AEW Yes, yes. Oh, my God, dude. You break. What the fuck out of here? Please fix the article. Who? What? Bro, bro, there's no echo. Would you relax, bro? There's no echo. There is absolutely no echo on Jesse's mic. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Fix the echo in the beer garden. Man, enjoy the podcast, man. Relax. There's no echo. He's he's playing around with you and your... I mean, whatever. Keep going. There is no echo. Oh, hey, uh, you you mean uh, this? He's talking about... uh, Yeah. He's talking about... Shiro! He's talking about yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, man. Come on. Oh, uh, I'm so, listen. Swerve if you want. I'm sorry, bro. I don't See? mean I don't mean to offend your boys. I'm sorry. And girl. That's why I'm this is why I'm benched. Can't help myself, Jesse. I do not know. You listen, man, I, we put we put him over on Monday, man. We we said some nice things about him. I didn't say I didn't say nice things. I said the truth and what I felt about him. And why isn't he on this show? Where's he at all out? It's Keith Lee, man. Where's Keith Lee? Is what is he primarily on on collision or no or what? Who Keith Lee? I don't know. No, no, no swerve. Maybe. Yeah, he's out there with uh, Darby, and he's in, he's oh, he's involved okay. with Darby and Nick Wayne and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Eighty one. Which is a feud I'm thoroughly enjoying, by the way. Eighty one thousand thirty five. Vince is not going to sleep until it's eighty one zero three six. And when it does hit 81,036, and it's not like it's an insurmountable number for WWE. WWE can blow that shit out of the water whenever they want to. But when they do, it shit will turn into 147,000 patrons paid. And then he'll be on headset and gorilla telling Michael Cole in the headset, I need you to show that number 20 times tonight, pal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep doing it. It's 
WWE can kill that, man. And, and, and more power to them. I hope they I hope they book Wembley and book the full 90,000 and sell it out and give the fucking eight WWE shield something to clamor to. And good for them, man. I'll be right there watching that. That'd be a mega show. That'd be great. Man. Yeah. Anyway, Jericho said that was a shoot number. He said it'll show, uh, it's a show that he'll never forget. He said he regrets how he treated Sammy Guevara, though. He invited him to the ring. And uh, Sammy gets into the ring. He said he was frustrated when he shoved Sammy. He, he was frustrated after losing to Will Ospreay. He said he shouldn't have taken it out on Sammy. He says he didn't think he necessarily had done all he could have to help him win the match. He says he watched it back and saw that he helped him with the bat, KOing Ospreay. He apologized for not thinking he did all that he could have. He offered a handshake. Guevara paused, shook his hand. He told Jericho he'll always have his back, and a little push isn't going to break us up. Jericho said that he's trying to figure out what he could have done to beat Will Ospreay. He said maybe he should have held him tighter or pulled his tights, or maybe Guevara could have hit him harder with the baseball bat. And that's when Sammy whoa, said, whoa, 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 whoa. Guevara asked him, uh, Chris, can, can you say that? Last line again, what did you say? Jericho repeated himself and said that Guevara could have hit him harder with the baseball bat. Guevara said, well, when I was watching it back, he thought maybe Jericho could have hit him harder with the Judas effect. Maybe he would have beaten Osprey if that was the case. Jericho said sometimes when he asks him to do something, he doesn't do it as he envisions it. Guevara brought up that he left his pregnant wife in Orlando to be in London to help Jericho. Jericho said some wrestlers in the locker room would have killed to be a part of that show. Sammy agreed and says if he didn't uh, focus so much on watching Jericho's back, he maybe could have wrestled on the show. Jericho said if he follows his advice, he can be on All In next year. Guevara says he can learn how not to lose by watching Jericho's match. Jericho Jericho brought up that Guevara lost to MJF when he had a shot at the AEW title. Guevara then said he won the AW title four years ago, but 24 hours later, Jericho lost it outside of a steakhouse. He said some champion. He got in Jericho's face. Jericho uh, was getting a little frustrated with Guevara and told Guevara to hold on so they don't say something they'll regret later. He says they've been together since the first Dynamite episode. He suggested then that they reunite the Lasex gods to go after the AW tag team titles. He says they should reunite next week. Guevara thought about it, hugged Jericho, and Jericho says that they're the next AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, first of all, uh, Issa's in the chat, four ninety nine. We love Issa. Thank you, Issa. She says, when Sammy brought up the Steakhouse title incident, uh, she laughed. AEW messy since day one. Yeah, what, what, what type of Steakhouse? Steak? I think it was uh, Ruth Chris, wasn't it? I don't remember, but... I think it was a Ruth Chris. Don't you... Don't you love those days? Remember when the biggest drama coming out of AEW's locker room was Chris Jericho losing the fucking title? Yeah. That, I, I, that, I wonder, that, I wonder, I wonder how much that went for on eBay, bro. Does anybody remember? No. No. But that, that was the most drama we had at the time. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Issa. We love Issa. Hopefully you're well, Issa. Um, this was a great segment. And, and Jesse and I talked about this. Uh, I believe it might have been either on Monday or, or on the Go Home Show. Uh, you know, we, she has a damn Longhorn. <laughs> oh, was it a Longhorn? It was a Longhorn. Never mind, a Ruth Chris. The fuck? Man, Jericho needs to up his stake game, bro. Longhorn. Um, I, I like this, and Jesse and I have talked extensively about revitalizing the tag team division. And Jericho, right now, you know, there really isn't a lot for him to do 
in a singles capacity. He's done everything. You know, the thing with Sammy teaming with Sammy and doing the lay sex gods to revitalize the tag team division, it, it does a couple of things, Jesse. It puts two unbelievable performers in the tag team division, number one. And number two, it gives this storyline longevity to potentially take it into next year. And maybe when we get to this point next year at All In, it's Jericho versus Sammy Guevara at All In. Can they can they take it that far? Uh, take it that long? That, that's the problem. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking out loud, but uh, right. you know, it, 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 they need to they need to take this carefully and, and not burn themselves out by month three. But I do think that there there there's a way that they could get there. Yeah, I actually thought about that as well earlier. You know, I was wondering like, ah, uh, can they drag this shit out that far? I don't know, man. Yeah, but I, I'd like to see them uh, have some success in the tag team division. Uh, Lay Sex Gods versus FTR, Lay Sex Gods versus Young Bucks, Lay Sex Gods versus LAX, Santana and Ortiz. You know, that would be a nice little matchup there. AEW has, it's like they have the greatest tag teams on the planet, and there's no fucking focus on the division. Seriously. We've been saying for weeks that we um, we think we see it coming. We see it coming. The Bucks are back in the tag division. You know, they're building tag teams. They're putting them back together. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, at this point... Let's see it, okay. Let, let let let's see it. The Bucks and FTR are done, so let's let's branch it out. But now here we go. The the tag champs are in this, you know, eight man tag coming up. Looks like now, man. Get these guys into another tag team feud. Yeah, right away. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, this was a great segment. I really I really enjoyed this. Their banter back and forth was really uh, really uh, organic and uh, it flowed very nicely. And, and no, guys, I've never eaten at a Longhorn, so I don't know what what type of, uh, you know, quality steaks they have. You guys are saying that they have good steaks. I mean, when I think Longhorn, I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm talking about Applebee's. I don't know why. No, 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 no. Um, Longhorn, when you get a steakhouse that specializes in steaks, they do it right. Long, Longhorn steaks are up there, about, about the same as Outback. You know, the sides are hit or miss, depending on what you like, but the steaks are cooked and prepared right. Who who goes to Outback for a steak? Here you go. It's Outback Steakhouse. What the fuck did you go there for? Uh, pancakes? Where did you go? Where did you take your wife recently? Emerald's, whose restaurant are you talking? Uh, took Gordon Ramsay's to? Kitchen. That's where you go to get steaks, man. Not, not fucking Longhorn or Outback. Look, man, you got to understand something. We're all not yuppies like you. What are you talking about? How am I a yuppie? We can't all afford to eat at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant just because it's a Wednesday. We went because it was our 15-year anniversary. Okay. Congratulations. But we can go to Outback or Longhorn whenever we want to go out and have a nice steak dinner, bro. We can't afford we, to we, eat at we, Gordon Ramsay's. See, like, Eason knows. Eason's from New York. Uh, Ruth Chris is okay. I mean, it's not, it's not the best. But Capitol Grill is great. I've been to Capitol Grill a couple of times. You know how expensive Ruth Chris is? How expensive is I haven't been there in a while. Very expensive. Now take that and multiply by three, and that's what you're looking at. All right, you know what? You know, when you come when you come, when you come to New York, man, we're going we're going to Long Island, right? Right uh in Manhattan, bro. We're going to uh Peter Lugers, okay? All right, cool. I'm with it. I like We're going to Peter Lugers. Easy, you've been to Peter Lugers. Never heard of it. There you go. Yeah, it's supposedly the best steak in uh Surrounding area. I don't know. I never been to a right. Peter Luger myself, but my my best friend Pete, you know, you guys no, no correlation go- there. Peter Luger. 
Do you have a Gordon Ramsay's kitchen out by you? I haven't looked. If you do, man, check it out, man. It's it's expensive, but it's good stuff. All right. Well, next time I'm in Chicago, if they, listen, if if you know. <laughs> We got media. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I would have been. In, I would have been in uh, Schaumburg, and we could have uh, went to Gordon Ramsay's. If I would, if I would have got media, I would go to All Out. But I'm not. I I I can't pay for that after just traveling to fucking London for that. I know. I don't want to spend any more money either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a great segment. Looking forward to Jericho and Sammy. I think it's going to be uh, good stuff there with uh, potential to take them uh, into the next year for sure. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, Claudio, and Willie Yuta, they're backstage. Moxley said uh, they're not about Bark. Kevin Dunn's about Bark, though. He likes the, uh, you know, I know, lame joke. I'm sorry. He said, he said the wrestlers he said the wrestlers to leave Chicago with the uh, international title will be the wrestler with the most bite. <laughs> Clucky bites, huh? I miss Clucky, man. What happened to Clucky? Weekend. Cody, Cody, Cody seemed to lost it, uh, seemed to lose his bite, man. What's what's Cody doing a payback? He's even on the show tomorrow uh, on Saturday. Tomorrow, Saturday, the pay per view is this weekend. Yeah, Saturday. So we have Saturday pay per view and a Sunday pay per view. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be a, a long. WWE it's gonna be, fan. It's gonna be a long. I can tell you right now, I'm not watching payback. Right, well, you guys, uh, you guys can uh, miss the show and then come watch me. And, and it, I have no idea what the build is like. Maybe it's awesome, but I'm just wrestled out. I'm, I'm not watching. Payback. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I'm more. Uh, I don't know if I'm wrestled out. I, I'm. I'm just fucking jet lagged, tired. Yeah. yeah, you know, all the coffee in the world hasn't saved me this week. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just need. I just need sleep. And my body wants to sleep. My mind's like, nah, nah. You gotta play Destiny. Now you gotta do this. Now you gotta right. play the house. Now you gotta dude, do this. As soon as this is over, I'm going to sleep. I'm no Destiny. I'm going to bed, man. Eddie Kingston. That Kingston versus Wheeler Yuta. This went nine minutes. This was for the New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, this was a fun match. Crowd loves Eddie. You know, Eddie doesn't uh, put on uh, shit matches. Always uh, solid in there. So uh, we pick it up after a, I believe we went to commercial break. Uh, we got those machine gun shops, exploder suplex. Yuta blocked the spinning back fist by Eddie. He uh, skinned the cat into a bridging German for two. Eddie Kingston got his knees up on a dive from Yuta off the top, followed with a Saito suplex, goes for cover, gets a two count. Yuta counted a half and half into an angle slam. Kingston started firing up with some chops. Yuta responded with some anvil elbows. Kingston got half and half. um, I believe he got his half and half suplex and then uh, multiple back fists, followed by that. Yuta collapsed, uh, and uh, that was basically it. He got the the pin on Yuta after the multiple spinning back fists. Post-match, Claudio appeared, and Eddie seen him jumping over the barricade, coming to the ringside area. He never made eye contact with Eddie Kingston. Love that. A little attention to detail there. He walked past yeah. Eddie Kingston in the ring, didn't even acknowledge him, went over to Wheelie Yuta, picked him up, and they walked up the ramp together. And Eddie Kingston was like, fight me, fight me, fight me. Uh, we're not getting it all out, but I guarantee you we're getting it at Grand Slam, and he's going to win the Ring of Honor World Title. Yeah, well, I don't know about winning it, but but it'd be an awesome fight, though. I mean, Tony Khan's about moments. I think he's going to do that for Eddie in New York. I hear maybe, you, man. Maybe. It, it, That's my prediction. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not against it. You know, I, 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 I could see it. I hope so. I, I like Eddie, man. Um, 
I don't know if TK pulls that trigger or not. I don't know, man. We got a video package that was taped after All In with MJF with an ice pack on his shoulder. Adam Cole walked in and congratulated him on the win. MJF cut him off and says he almost broke his neck six times. So Tony Khan said there's going to be a battle royal to determine who faces them at All Out for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And a tournament will take place starting next week to see who faces him for Triple B at Grand Slam. He said he's going on vacation in Paris to bang some rats, and then he'll meet him in Chi-Town, and then they'll have some deep dish. Cole said it sounds good. Says he's earned a week off and told him to go get some rest. And MJF said to himself, a week off. Finally, a week off. So uh, I guess that was uh, not a shoot. Huh? I, th- I guess he really did go to Paris. And uh, he's enjoying some R&R. Good for him. And we're getting this uh, ROH Tag Team title match at All Out. Who uh, wins the Battle Royal? I mean, we already, we've already spoiled it for you. And I don't really give a fuck if uh, we spoil it or not. Dark Order won. Correct, yeah, Jesse? Yeah, I don't care either. Yeah, that's what, that's what the chat's say. Yeah. Dark Order versus MJF and Adam Cole at All Out. That sounds so stupid. That sounds like a great. That sounds like a great dynamite main event. Yeah, but we got it at All Out. Is yeah. there going to be storyline uh, implications there? I don't know. Maybe Roddy, the Kingdom, Kingdom would have made a little bit more sense. But last, I'm not booking the show. The last. Storyline I saw Dark Order in, they were um, pissed at Hangman. Yeah. So, not sure what Hangman has to do with this, but okay. I don't know. Let's see. Should be a good match. I mean, Dark Order always puts on banger matches, so. Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. But that's what uh, they have booked for uh, the pay-per-view on Sunday. Renee interviewed Sammy Guevara. He said that he and Jericho were back on the same page. Don Callis all of a sudden walks in and says... It's tough being Jericho's friend. He asked if he's had trouble dealing with a sociopath like that. Callis said he's just heard that he's pregnant. He put his uh, hand on his shoulder, and Guevara told him, listen, take, take your hand off me. He told him he doesn't need a new family, and he told him to keep his family out of his mouth. Get lost. So it looks like Don Callis is going to be a thorn in Jericho's ass. That's what it looks like. Or does Sammy join the Callis family? I don't think so. Well, isn't that, isn't that pro wrestling one on one? You get a well, not right now. Maybe you're right, but not right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you get a, you get recruited by the new faction. You turn them down right away, and then the big turn comes, and you join said faction. Yeah. I will see. I don't know. Lay Sex Gods is back though. Uh, Adam Cole. He's out there for story time. He said that they just won the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And that happened at All In. He then challenged MJF in the main event of All In. He said it hurt losing that match to MJF. But he said he knows at some point he'll get another shot at the AEW title. So regarding MJF, he's not in great shape. His neck is pretty banged up. But this Sunday at All Out, MJF will be ready to go. Of course, he's in Paris, France, banging rats. Of course, he's going to be ready to go. He's going to get energized, right? I don't know if he's big. You know, the one thing I won't ever do, man, is eat escargot. You ever had escargot? No. no? Never. Heard of it, but I don't know what it is. I heard people say it was delicious. I don't know, man. If it don't look good, I ain't eating it. Is it was that um, one of the snails or something like that? Yeah, snails, yeah. No thanks, man. You know what else I won't eat ever? Octopus. People live no. and die by octopus, man. Nope, 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 nope. nope oh, no thanks. I can't. I, you look at an octopus, man. How the fuck does that look appetizing to you? 
No, thank you. Sorry. No seafood for me, period. Anyway, uh, Adam Cole's in there telling everybody that MJF is going to be ready to go. So we get Mike Bennett and Matt Taven walking out with Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong interrupted. Strong told Cole that he cares more about MJF's neck than his neck being in a brace. And he's wearing a neck brace. Cole said, this is getting ridiculously absurd, Roddy. He asked if it's because he's listening to Taven and Bennett. Bennett said, it's story time with Mike Bennett now. Fans chanted, shut the fuck up at Mike Bennett. He began to talk about 2010 in ECW Arena. Fans chanted, shut the F up. He said, a 21-year-old Cole was there, and they got themselves signed to Ring of Honor, and he felt at that point they were bonded for life. Says he was at his wedding, and Adam Cole even hosted his bachelor party the night before. He talked about all of the arenas they traveled to, but he said Chicago is the worst. Wrestling in Chicago is the dirt worst. Told Adam Cole he cares too much about what idiot fans think. As Cole began to talk, Taven told him to shut his mouth. He had something to say. Said Cole needed the kingdom to take over Ring of Honor. This is the best part of the entire show, in my honest opinion, because they gave some solid backstory here. Said the kingdom, Cole needed the kingdom to take over Ring of Honor, and when he achieved that, he jumped ship to the Bullet Club to pad his wallet with merch money from the Bullet Club. He said he then went to Florida. He didn't mention NXT. We know it was NXT in Florida. And surrounded himself with all of their good friends, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. Didn't mention any of them by name. So that he could prop him up and they could help him hold that title as long as you did. He says he is the same leech he's always been. And now he's latched onto that corny Melvin MJF because he thinks that is his gateway to the AW title. Says he thinks Cole thinks he's gotten to where he is alone because that's the only person he's ever cared about. Cole says they know that's not true. He says they were all close at one point. He says he's learned a lot about friendship over the years and that it's important to be understanding of each other. He says they need to accept that Max is his best friend now. Strong says he can't accept that. He says he's entering the Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament and he's going to beat MJF in the middle of the ring and become the new AEW. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the laughs in the crowd, too. <laughs> Oh, man, Roddy. Roddy's a fucking comedian, bro. I swear to God, man. He's going to become the new AEW champion, he says, with his real friends, Mike and Matt, by his side. Cole says, that's a terrible idea with his neck. Strong then said sarcastically, oh, look, guys, he all of a sudden cares about my neck. Strong says he's breaking everybody's back in that term because he's a wrestling legend. And they threw the mic down at Adam Cole's feet. And Adam Cole was like, I did nothing wrong. What have I done? What have I done wrong? This was a great segment. I appreciated the backstory that they told, you know, and and the way that I see it, Jesse, is, you know, Roddy wants his friend Adam back, but Adam is being loyal, for now, to MJF, and MJF is being loyal to Adam Cole. And I have a feeling that, you know, when Adam Cole starts to see more and more of his old alliances here, he's going to realize that, they were right, and that he's going to end up joining them again, and they're going to get the band back together because he needs he needs a crew like the Kingdom. He needed a crew like the Undisputed Era. Yeah, he's got Max, but, you know, he wants one thing, and he wants the AEW Championship, and he's going to realize that what they said tonight is correct. 
Yeah. It just seemed that they should have gave us this match at all out. Yeah. They I just agree. gave us this match at all out. I agree. I mean, it actually has backstory to it. The match would have made sense. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know why we didn't get it, but uh, I like the layers that the kingdom have added on top of this. Uh, and Jesse and I talked about this extensively on Monday. You know, MJF is certainly trending towards, you know, that Dwayne Johnson and Stone Cold-like character development where, you know, he comes off like the MJF before this babyface alliance with Adam Cole. He's going to go revert back to that because, you know, it was easy for MJF to be a model of like, you know, Ric Flair and be the fucking the prick from Long Island and and him kind of ascending to that by letting his guard down and trusting Adam Cole when he didn't really he hated everybody. He's letting his guard down. He's trusting Adam Cole for Adam Cole to do him dirty when everybody expects MJF to do Cole dirty. It's going to give us that MJF back that we all fucking love. We love MJF now, but, I mean, we all loved him as a heel. He's going to play a prick, but people are going to be sympathetic towards him, and that's where they're going with this. And Adam Cole, Jesse and I talked about Adam Cole as a heel is phenomenal stuff. So with the job MJF has done as a babyface, him and I did not want to see it. We're now a little bit more open to it, and we're thinking, well, if he's this good now, why don't we keep him on this for a little bit? And Adam Cole turned heel because Cole, as a heel man, in this feud with MJF would be fucking great. Yeah, it. it I think this has gone on long enough to officially go ahead and call this an actual MJF babyface run, yeah. or what I like to call it, a tweener run. But, yeah. you know, because at first it just started off as, oh, this is just an angle. He's going to turn soon. I wouldn't classify this as a run. It's, this has gone on quite a bit. And so I, I think this will go down on record as being an actual MJF babyface run. And yeah. um, nothing's going to be better than him as a heel. But uh, that being said, I'm enjoying this run. I don't I don't think they would have put I don't think he would have pulled it off without the likes of uh, of someone like an, uh, an Adam Cole either. Um, it all it all came together. Well, it all made sense. I, I think Cole helped get Max over as a babyface. If that makes any sense. I know Max is over as fuck. But I think Cole helped Max get over as a babyface and, and helped convince us that he's not a prick anymore, you know, and things like that. And I'm enjoying this run, you know, you know, for everything they've given us for it. And I can't wait for the breakup. So Yeah, yeah you know, awesome. when, when people were talking about MJF going babyface last year or when he when he had his deal with, with CM Punk and he cut some of those sympathetic babyface promos and everybody's like, oh, I, I'd be open to seeing uh, Max as a babyface. I'm like, at that point, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Now we're ready for it. And and, and I, I do agree with Jesse. I do think Adam Cole is good, you know, enough. Yeah. Or and has been great. Never mind good. He's been fucking fantastic. He's always been great to bring yeah. that out of MJF. I mean, that was the last guy we probably thought of to bring this out of MJF. But, I mean, you yeah. know, when they say they caught lightning in a bottle, they did. And they did. Th- th- it's in their best interest to keep this going. And, you know, we will be getting another Adam Cole and MJF match. But it, it, will, be, it will be Adam Cole as a fucking heel. It will, it will be like when it. the breakup happens, and, and that's going to be tremendous. And the sympathy that will be for MJF, man, I'm looking forward to that because, you know, I, I think a lot of people are just ready to fucking make him the guy. He's the guy yeah. now, but uh, you know, that will be that will be the, the exclamation point. Like, this is the fucking guy right here, and we it know might it. Be time for, it might be time for a nice little chase for MJF. Yeah. We talked about it for a while, and we kept saying no. there's no one in sight. But the way they've built this story... 
I think we finally found someone who is uh, um, a, a good candidate to take this title reign from MJF. Yeah. I mean, we, do, 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 I mean, is it going to be, I don't know, do, do you need MJF to drop the title? I mean, it, it would seem like if Adam Cole doesn't win the title, where does he go from there, right? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If me, I'm on this kick where I'm putting MJF on this Roman Reigns type fucking run, dude. Yeah, me too. That's I mean, what that's I mean, what I have envisioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like keep the fucking title as long as. as <clears throat> sorry again, guys, losing my voice from the weekend. As long as MJF is doing things like this, yeah. interesting storylines, fantastic matches, he can keep on winning and keep that keep that reign going. But when it gets stale. When there's no new opponents and there's nothing interesting going on, then you're trying to find someone for him to drop that title to. And you might not have this Adam Cole situation you got going on where you have a good contender to drop it to. So yeah. you got to be careful with that. You go, you blow past this Adam Cole thing and this feud is over. You go into the next feud with MJF, you might lose a candidate for him to drop that title to. Right now you got someone. But I'm with you. I want to see. I want to see Max go into an historic reign, man. I mean, this is a new company. I'm. I want to say, you know, down the road, years and years and years and years down the road, long after MJF is retired, everything else, people are gonna look back and say, well, "Are you gonna break MJF's title record though? Are you gonna break that reign? Because that's the most. That's the longest reign in AEW history." You know, that's what I'm thinking. But hey, the way they've taken the storyline, they've changed my mind. They've changed my mind, and me thinking that. Um, MJF can never be a baby face. I've changed, they changed my mind there. Yeah. You can change my mind and dropping that title. If they drop that title at Adam Cole within this calendar year, within this storyline, I won't complain. I will not complain. Now, actually, it probably makes for the better story, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if, if MJF beats Adam Cole, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, what do we do with MJF? What do we do with Adam Cole? I mean, right now they need to keep this thing going as, as much as they can. And uh, the chat says 278 days currently for MJF as a title reign. I mean, okay. it's tough to break that up when you're nearing a year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, right now, but this this is a good thing. Yeah. This is not a predicament. This is a good thing. This is a good problem to have. He can keep the title and move on to more interesting stuff. Or if he drops it and then we get an MJF babyface title chase, I'm with that too. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, this is why the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, I don't really give a shit about them, but they are a vehicle to get this to where it needs to go, so I'm okay with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully they have something decent planned for Sunday. I, I want to see some storyline development come out of this. Uh, I just don't yeah. want them to be on the show because Tony Khan needs star power. I, I need some development here, so we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe Dark Order wins the tag team titles. I have no fucking clue. So they we'll can, see. for all I care. I yeah. mean, you know. And who cares, yeah. Yeah. It, it, would just, it would just add a layer to their story, so it's fine. Yeah. We have Statlander and Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, Emmy Sakura. Hi, Brittany. And Marina Shafir. Hi, hi Britt. Hi, how you doing? Look Brittany good, man. For jet lag, she look good. Brittany, Brittany tweeted something about, you know, to, to her fans saying, you know, she had a great time and to post, everyone to post their favorite picks of the weekend so she can you know you know have a have a thread and memory of I, them of course she did i posted my fucking picture right there. that's fucking mark ah uh, that was funny anyway before we got this match there was a promo with penta and alex abrahantes that was really good alex said he took notes and uh when he was out there with commander against john moxley 
He predicted Penta will be the one to challenge John Moxley at all outs. And uh, clearly that didn't happen. But I, I thought that was a very good promo. I don't know what you guys thought. I mean, these are the little things that I pick up on. Penta doesn't really speak a very good English, but it's good enough where you can understand him. Good enough for sound bites and very quick, right to the point promos. And then Alex Abrahantes filled in the gaps. I thought that was a tremendous uh, presentation for uh, for Penta there. I'd like to see that uh, with Andrade and, and the other guys that struggle with the language thing. But I thought this yeah. was uh, a very good uh, presentation for Penta here. Oh, Penta's awesome, man. Yeah. And Penta, and, and Penta, from what from what I can understand, from what I've seen and heard from him, he he speaks enough English to to hold a conversation, a private conversation, you know. And and you can you, you can keep up with the conversation, but to hold a promo and to hold a large room full of people and to yeah. keep the and get him a mouthpiece, well, that, that's that's what's best. And Penta will sell himself in the ring and with his charisma. So yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I, uh, I, I didn't, I, I, just like most of this show, I, I mean, I didn't care for this match. It was basically to sell, uh, whatever they were doing with Statlander at the pay-per-view. And we got, uh, Ruby Soho in there towards the end. There, there was a little miscommunication here by Britt and Statlander. This led to, uh, at some point here, Statlander making a tag TBS champion here. Statlander ran wild until, Nyla Rose and Sakura hit some double-team stuff. Sheeta tried to jump in. Rose ducked a Baker superkick. Sheeta ate the superkick instead. Uh, Rose dropped Baker with a chokeslam. Tried to do the same with Statlander, who fought it off and sent it to the floor along with everybody else. And then, like, uh, a bunch of uh, deer in headlight, they all just stand out there, <laughs> you know, waiting for Statlander to jump off the top rope in a huge cross body. Everybody's just waiting for it to happen. And then uh, she brings Manisha Fear back into the ring. She hit the Wednesday Night Fever for the win, and that was it. Baker pleaded her case to Sheeta outside after the match, saying she didn't mean to hit Sheeta with the super kick. Ruby Soho appeared behind Statlander and laid her out with no future as she held the TBS title in the air and kissed it goodbye uh, before Sheeta and Baker made the save. Um, listen, man, it is what it is. You know, I'm glad to see Stat. I'm glad to see uh, some focus on the TBS title, but what does it really mean? It's just, you know, they needed a women's match for the show, and that's the uh, the extent of it there. I, I, I don't really care. This was uh, this was just a match to fill two hours of TV, man. All right, so they're not doing anything with Statlander. That's a crime right now. Yeah. So you're not going to go from that to now she's in something interesting in one night. You're gonna have yeah. to build up some momentum. So my hope is somehow, some way, they take what they did here tonight and start to build into something interesting for Statlander and in her storylines and her championship reign because it's boring. It's yeah. fucking boring. Yeah. I said it. I said it over the weekend. I think it's a crime that Statlander wasn't even in Wembley. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't on the show. Um... You can make a case for uh, a lot of different people who are not on that show. But, you know, this uh, this Soho and Statlander match, token women's title match for All Out, it, it is what it is. And uh, Britt, I don't know where they go with Britt. Britt seems to be kind of uh, floating in a sea of nothing right now. Uh, we'll see what they do with her. I know she's uh, reportedly a little banged up. So I don't know uh, what she is physically capable of doing long term. Uh, the women right now don't really have any direction from she what could, I see. She- yeah, she she could be. I mean, that was the belief. Like you yeah. know, she was still with the nagging injuries. Yeah. But 
she's another victim of this of this outcast shit that they're trying to disperse and do something with. I mean, she was caught up in the middle of it, mm-hmm. so we got to find something interesting for her to do as well. They try they got to get something for all these women to do. Saray is champion. Tony Storm is coming up with a new gimmick. They got to come up something with for Brit. I mean, everyone involved in that out in that outcast bullshit needs something fresh, and they, they need a reset. We got a video package on Shane Taylor. He was shown, and uh, he will be facing Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor. Ta- Who? Yeah, yeah, Shane Taylor. Yeah, from Ring of Honor. He'll be wrestling Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title or all out, and he says he will be winning the TV, the TV title. Good. Get Samoa Joe away from that uh, that indie dark show and uh, put him on the big leagues. That's what I say. We got a uh, video here showing strategy between Don Callis and Konoska to catch it as they go over Kenny Omega's weaknesses going into the all-out match. Callis talking about Omega's bad knees and hernia surgery, and if all else fails, his backup strategy is to use a screwdriver, the same screwdriver he used on Omega in the cage match earlier this year. Can't wait for that, man. It's going to be a great match. Yeah, it should be. This is the part of the show. That legitimately pissed me the fuck off. Okay. He claimed, and Billy Gunn celebrate the trios championships that they won from to, the House of Black. Okay. I need to I need to do something real quick. Keep talking. You, you, yeah, you, you you do that. Okay. Max Caster, he obviously wrapped his way to the ring. And uh they are uh they're there with the whole podium and they got the, uh, the, 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 the red ribbon that they or the pink ribbon in this case, and they uh, are looking to celebrate by cutting the ribbon to celebrate their trios championship victories. So he is there. Billy Gunn is there. And after this is, uh, this is after uh, Max Caster wrapped. So he's in the ring, and Gunn says they were low on time, so they have to go through this quick. And he briefly talked about winning the trios titles at All In. Caster said it would be fitting to come back to Chicago where the crowd lifted them up to win the tag team titles and have a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Gunn pulled out a huge pair of scissors and cut the ribbon, leading to a new era for the trios division as Bowens welcomed us to the house of ass. I am not, I, I'm not stuttering. Jesus fucking uh, the, the, <laughs> Jesse, uh, do, do you feel like you want to buy a ticket, one-way ticket to the House of Ass? Now, that could mean a, a plethora of things, bro. Well, no. Whose house is it? But- yeah, who, whose house is it, man? Is it, uh, is it Sky Blue's house? I'd love... Listen, man, I'd buy, I'd buy several tickets to that one. You know? The House of oh, Ass, bro. How, how many of oh, you guys want to go see the House of Ass? My God. Why did they feel Kester the need? revealed new trios titles that have scissors at the end of the strap so they can indeed scissor with each other and the titles. Bowen said on Collision this week they'll be defending their trios championships and the acclaimed and guns scissored each other with the titles to end the segment. So l- let me let me get this straight. For anybody that's in AEW watching this right now, whether it's... Uh, a talent or someone in management, and, it's, and this gets back to the co- creative coordinator or uh, Tony Khan himself or, 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 or whoever, okay? I, I have one question to ask you. Why did you take the House of Black, build them up to be a dominating trio stable with the titles, only for them to lose the championships to Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed, why did you do that? If this was the reason 
to create pink titles with fucking scissors at the end of them. How could you sit there and call yourself good at your job? Honestly, this is what we've done. The reason why you took the titles off of the House of Black was to create pink titles so that you could fucking scissor with them? (laughs) Or or my, or my, uh, there's something I shouldn't get angry about, right? Are we fucking serious? The fuck, dude? And the whole thing, and look. As far as I'm concerned, the trio's title's dead. We love the acclaim. Everyone loved the acclaim. They were tag champions. We were digging it. For some reason, you took the titles off the acclaim and gave them to the gun club. I didn't get it, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt because I thought it might involve Billy Gunn and heel turn and things like that. But then you just swept the acclaim right away from the titles and forgot about them all together. But now you want to put titles back on them, titles that you take from the House of Black, and then make them pink. I don't. First of all, what was wrong with the original trios titles? They, they weren't pink. They weren't pink. So what? What, what are we doing here? Like, are, are we are we looking to build the trios titles up with a claimed and house and, and Billy Gunn after House of Black? I mean, are we doing this to sell merchandise and merchandise only? What are we doing here? As far as I'm concerned, the, the trios titles are as dead as the fucking TBS title. Yeah. You, you really stalled out the acclaimed momentum. And this is coming from two guys who adore Anthony love, Bowens and Max Caster. Love them. What are we doing? Went to, went to Max's concert. I'm not blaming them. In Chicago. They're fucking great. Max met him. Fantastic dude. This is a bad creative idea. This is a bad creative idea. House of Black was on a tear. House of Black was killing it. They were dominant. They were coming up. I had House of Black as being AEW's Judgment Day. I thought they were yeah. fucking killing it, man. So, so you, you, they took the titles off of off of House of Black to to create these pink titles with scissors at the end of the straps to then leave House of Black off of All Out. And we have, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, have we finished House of Black versus Andrade? I mean, what was that it with Andrade in the House of Black? He got his mask back, and that's it. I mean, what happened to Malachi and Andrade? Was him beating Buddy Matthews the end of the fucking story? What happened to the House of Black going against Andrade and his friends? I mean, what happened there? Oh, man. Man, man, man. Did not agree with this decision here. But, hey, let's see what they have planned for the acclaim as trios champions. Because, as we all know, AEW is very... Very fantastic at building their champions after they become champions. So let's see what they do. I don't know. Right, listen, yeah, let's, let's give it. A, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a chance. We'll, we'll, we'll let it play out. Fuck out of here. Pink fucking titles. This. That's what they. That's what they took the belts off House of Black for, man. Pink titles, so they can sell scissor belts. Unbelievable. And when you want to know why Malachi went back to Triple H, you can focus on this reason. Okay? The House of Black were killers. They're not buried, but my God, look at I mean, look how much more dominant they could have they could have been holding on to those titles and just running through trios, man. Malachi's gonna form a new House of Black in WWE and they'll be feuding with the Judgment Day. It's just it was just too soon. 
It was just too soon. OC, Orange Cassidy, has held that title for too fucking long. House of Black didn't hold, hold the titles long enough. What are we doing here, man? Scissor me daddy ass in the house of ass. Okay? House of ass. Ridiculous. Anyway. They don't, the, pick up, they don't pick up Sky Blue. They missed the boat on that one. Listen, man. AEW's got uh, enough ass to fucking uh, fill an entire house. Let me tell you. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Penta. Main event for the AEW International Championship. We got a great main event here. This was fantastic stuff. Orange Cassidy continues to just put on banger after banger. Penta is fucking great. Much yeah. rather see Penta and Phoenix as solo wrestlers. Uh, I think they do awesome. And uh, the presentation is so much better when they are individual. I think we've gotten, you know, the gist of what they could do as a tag team. I'd like to see them go uh, solo. This was a great match with a very, I would say, predictable outcome. So... Uh, they both trade thrust kicks. Penta hit a sling, a sling blade with another thrust kick to follow with a two count. Penta wanted to snap the arm of Orange Cassidy. Remember, Jesse, when he snapped the arm in uh, Lucha Underground, you were basically uh, incapacitated and off TV. Dude, you were gone for a few weeks. You yeah. were out. Yeah, you were done. You were done. They do it now, and you're back by commercial break. Yeah. So uh, he wanted to snap the arm, and uh, Orange Cassidy slid his hands into his pockets, so he couldn't do it. Cassidy had uh, very little offense here. He tried to come back, and they both hit back-to-back destroyers, which looked like a great spot. Cassidy getting one more destroyer on Penta for a pinfall. Penta countered orange with an orange punch, and he transitioned into a maiden to Penta for two. Both guys doubled down. Penta wanted fear factor. Cassidy counted into a beach break. He didn't get all of it. Penta blocked another orange punch, but used the thrust kick. And that sent him to the apron. Penta on the apron here, Jesse. Hits a fucking package pile driver on the edge of the ring apron. And and the head and neck of Orange Cassidy, man. I legitimately fucking feared this man broke his neck. I don't know, man. The way the impact was, the way that it sounded, the way it came down... I mean, normally they, you know, a package pile driver like that, you're being driven into the guy's fucking, the meaty part of his thigh. But it looked like he hit his fucking neck and head right on the fucking ring apron. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, do we need to do that, really? To, to Pentagon's credit, um, he's he's always been good at keeping his, yeah. keeping his uh, people safe in that yeah. move. So. Yeah. So Cassidy, he gets rolled back into the ring. One, two, he grabs the bottom rope for a rope break. Panther then snaps his arm back, and then he hits a delayed fear factor, pile driver, and Cassidy kicked out again, and, and, and it just looked just as bad in the ring. Penta couldn't believe that Orange Cassidy kicked out of these two pile drivers. I'm like, what the fuck? Me so either. Out, of, out of nowhere, he got a flash crucifix pin off of two fear factor pile drivers and an arm break spot. Cassidy hooked a dead. crucifix, and he got the win out he of nowhere. He should be dead. Crowd couldn't believe it. I heard some audible boos in the crowd after the fucking finish of this match. Bro, you are in, I mean, you want us to suspend our disbeliefs. You got to help us. You got to meet us halfway, man. Yeah. You got to meet us halfway. He can't just take two finishers, three finishers, basically, no sell them, roll up and win. 
That, come on, man. And you add that, couple that with the run that Orange has already been on with this title. It seems like he should have lost a while back. You're making us get tired of this run. I'm not getting tired of Orange. I won't get tired of Orange. But this title run, my God, man, it's got to stop. Yeah, some people were rooting for Penta in this thing. Yeah, Penta versus Moxley would have been a banger, too, but... Oh, yeah. You know, Orange Cassidy got the win. Post-match, Orange Cassidy took the microphone. He sat down in the ring with a uh, steel chair, saying he doesn't usually talk and his body really hurts. Despite that, Orange Cassidy is still here defending the title, and it means everything to him. I'm glad that there was a focus there because that's what should be the focus here is the that's title. important, right. That's what AEW is all about, putting a person who was called different and too skinny, and making them champion. Cassidy will defend this title as long as he wants, as Moxley better bring more than a fork, as he is Orange Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. Okay. Right. There you go. Like I it. I like that. Yeah. John Moxley strolled to the ring. They had a face-off with Cassidy to close the show. Excellent main event. Like the little tweaks to Orange Cassidy's uh, character here. Like the fact that he put focus on the title. Penta looked yeah. great. Stared down with Moxley, got me excited after the uh, match at All-In with the fucking Stadium Stampede. It got me even more excited for an Orange Cassidy-Moxley match, which I thought was going to be the match at All-In, but we saved it for All-Out. Might have been Tony Khan's best interest to do that, which is uh, the best decision here, but I'm looking forward to that match on Sunday, really. I, I, I am too. I mean, again, I feel like an Orange Cassidy win, it's just going to be just overkill for this run, man. Yeah. AEW Collision was announced on Saturday live. Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, and Britt Baker. Billy Gunn and the Acclaim will defend their trios championships against Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Danny Garcia. And Dax Harwood will go one-on-one with Jay White. That may be enough for me to tune in right there, that match. There you go. Other than that, looks like a Rampage taping. Yep. And I won't be reviewing it. Nope. Because I'll be watching Payback, and I'll be live after Payback. There you go. Because that's where the money is, bro. That's where the money is. How's the payback build? The payback build is uh, just as bad. In one word. Uh, Lazy. Really? That sounds lazy. Par for the course. Bro, Cody's not even on the show. He's not even on the card. Uh, I can see that he's been on every fucking show, right? Give him a a show off. Instead of giving him a match for no reason, keep him off the show. I like it. Whatever. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, we appreciate you joining us here on the channel. And we're going to get into the Super Chats and then get the hell out of here because Jesse's got to get to bed. I'm going to bed, bro. Got to get to bed, man. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse on Twitter as well, at Chi-Town Smart. Go follow him on YouTube. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below on my channel so you guys are notified uh, and want the best in the IWC right here. Hit that thumbs up. We need uh, 290 likes for 1,000. Can we do it? Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Last call here at the beer garden. Don't know how much longer we'll be in the beer garden, Jesse. Summer's over, man. It's Labor Day. Wow, you going back to the basement, bro? I'm going back to my mother's basement, yeah. All right. There you go. Anyway, guys, uh, go check out the video that we did earlier today, man. We were live. Jesse. Myself and Mr. Andrew Baydala, we were live talking about all things CM Punk, man. Almost two hours of great discussion. Go check that stuff out if you missed it. If you guys want to know why we didn't talk about CM Punk tonight, because we were live earlier. I think people are saying Cody is on payback here. Against who? He's on the Grayson Waller effect. Is that true? Jesus Christ. Whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> Joseph Taylor with an $8 super chat. Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshi could steal the show at all out. Absolutely. I'm expecting it to. Yeah, that, that, I think that is the show. They better. I hope so. D. Bastardo with a $5 super chat. Jesse, comment of the week. You don't get to punch your way through life. Love it. Who called Punk a leader if he has no followers in the locker room? Bingo. Can't lead. People don't want to follow you, man. Yeah. Thank you, D. Bastardo. William with a $5 super chat. If Osprey was going to beat Jericho, why didn't TK book it for the IWGP US belt? Could have added a little bit more of an extra something. Belt wouldn't have changed hands. I don't know. Uh, it was uh, it was billed as a, a dream match. So. Or or maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a fair question, but maybe putting the title on the line would have made the match a little bit too predictable. Because yeah. And I figured that Osprey's not losing yeah. that fucking title. That's a good point. Yeah. Michelle with the $2 super chat. The crowd sucked. Think OC main events the pay-per-view. No. I mean, he could, but I don't think so. Uh, Tony Brown with 15 months. Welcome back, my friends. Glad y'all enjoyed your trip. Thank you, Tony Brown. Dom Wapo with a $5 super chat. JD, would love to see more of the three-man podcast with Drew and Jesse. Keep up the great work, brother. Happy to have you back. It's been boring without you. Yeah, I know, man. I didn't do Raw. I didn't do SmackDown. Uh, We'll be live for SmackDown this week, man. Back to normal uh, schedule. Until I go on another vacation in October. Uh, Beyond the Script with a $4.99. The boys are back in town. Glad London was fun, JD. And Jesse had breakfast next to Chris Jericho, man. Jesse did Chris say, drink it in, man. You know, I, I let the man enjoy his breakfast. You know, if and if everybody think I'm just running around the hotel geeking out, I ran into so many people that... I did not disturb because they were busy doing things with their family or eating meals. The yeah. people I ran into were legitimately sitting there hanging out with the other fans doing nothing or waiting in line or wait, you know, nobody, we're not going to bother us when they're eating the fucking meal. I saw a hangman eating his meal with his wife and fucking kid. Leave the people alone. I saw Hobbs sitting there, you know, eating his meal by himself, enjoying himself. Let these people alone. Let these people fucking enjoy their meals. They're not always on. But yeah, that was downstairs in the lobby, and they were downstairs taking pictures with other fans. Yeah, like, hey, man, you got a second? And they were all cordial and cool. So yeah, it was awesome, man. As Sato Fortune with 14 months, is it just me, or is there just as much tournaments than backstage drama in AEW? Awesome stream earlier today. Keep rocking, JD, Jesse, and Clucky. Thank you, Asato. 14 months. Clucky Lord, is over, man. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. I hope TK learns from this for next year. Clearly, he didn't because he's booking the same way next year. <laughs> yeah. Nope. AW Mark 2018, 20 months. Had my birthday last Saturday for All In. Let's enjoy this ride. Is TK trolling us? Mercedes signed a paid per appearance deal with TK. Let's fucking go. How do you know that? Uh, I, I would love to see that report. That'd yeah, where, where is that report, bro? Can't be You can't be throwing that out there without some uh, fucking source behind it, man. It's a big deal. Uh, NC0710 months. Thank you, NC. Acknowledge me with a 199. I acknowledge you, my tribal podcaster. Thank you, brother. Jason, thank you for the 100, man. Always, always, always appreciate Jason Barker. JP5150 with 35 months. This is my honest hope for next year. All in should officially replace All Out as the annual Summer's End pay per view. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah, I think Jesse and I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They come here too much, man. Yeah. 
Tommy Brannigan with a $5 super chat. It's nice to see the king of the IWC, JD, and his tag team partner, Jesse, back on OTS. Thank you, brother. Thomas Franco for the $99.99. Appreciate you, man. Nino's Pizza. Shout out to Nino's, who never miss a show. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. TK just announced Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata versus Claudio and Yuta at all. Uh, thank you, Joseph. Francis Looper to 10. Would this incident have happened if Jack Perry was still a babyface? The fan that cried at CM Punk when he debuted. I wonder what the fan thinks about CM Punk now. Welcome back, yeah, guys. Really? <laughs> yeah, the guy that got uh, a free ride to go meet Punk because everybody made fun of him online. That guy? Yeah. I, that's a good I, I was I was internally that guy. Yeah. I was that's how happy I was to see Punk return. So I wonder how he feels because I'm kind of salty on myself for wanting him back. Yeah. Somebody in the chat said Mercedes is here. Scott Novak. How do we know Mercedes is here? Like, we don't know Mercedes. Is here. Like, in the chat? No, she's not in the chat. No. Uh, Angel Alaga with 16 months. Love your streams as always. Went through hell. Almost lost my eyesight. You guys made my days easier. Thank you, Angel. What the hell happened there, brother? Why did you lose your eyesight? Almost. It's messed up. Nick Williams with the $2 Super Chat. We need a Y emoji. I'll see if I can get that done sometime. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius with a 999. Salute to the chat. Jesse and JD. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. So terrible. Could have been avoided, man. Bray Wyatt wasn't wearing his uh, heart machine. That's what I heard, too, yeah. I don't know, man. That's sad. Robert Lamar with a five-dollar super chat. Man, we better be getting Andrade versus Malachi at All Out. We're not. At this point, there's already 10 matches on the show. I do not want to add any more. Angel Alaga, thank you, brother, for the 100 in super chat, as always, brother. Sue Childress with a five-dollar super chat. I'm so freaking proud of you and Jesse for the way y'all do. I'm always telling people to watch OTS, and your followers are growing in Tennessee. Great job. Keep it up. Thank you, Sue. I love Thank Tennessee. I can't wait to go back. Eugene Morgan with a 13 months. I'm going to have to be on the receiving end of one of those Tony Storm hip attacks one day. If I die, I die. It's just what it's meant to be. There you go. Enjoy. Yeah, man. The hip attack looks uh, better in motion than it does uh, hitting the individual. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Like straight up concussion every yeah. fucking time. Yeah. Uh, Johnny with the four months. He says, JD, you the best. Thank you, Johnny. Eddie Hazard with the 20. I agree that the all-out build is lukewarm at best. At least the show itself will be entertaining. I will say, if Punk is out, Chicago is still in good hands. They have Sky Blue. Keep killing it, JD, Jesse, and OTS. <laughs> yeah, well, they got Sky Blue. I don't think Sky Blue is a, is a equal replacement to a CM Punk. Man. No. JC720 with 13 months. Best thing going, OTS. Enjoying Jesse's channel as well. Thank you, JC. Thank you so much. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Vince McMahon is the same guy who waited 20 years to have a pay-per-view outside of the United States and Canada. Yeah, it's the same Vince McMahon, yeah. Issa with a $4.99. Thank you, Issa. When Sammy brought up the Steakhouse title incident, laughing emoji, AEW messy since day one. They have been. Yeah. But not this messy. Uh, Watson with 15 in Super Chat. What's up, OTS? Glad to see y'all back. I enjoyed your discussion with Drew. I hope TK gonna fix these awful backstage bullshits 
Cheers, guys. Thank you, Watson. Three Kings. Enough slander. Longhorn has great stakes. I got to try a Longhorn, bro. That's all I got to do. I, I, I think they're good. I mean, look, you want a steak dinner? You'll be fine. Go to Longhorn. Right. You want a steak dinner? I you'll be fine. Go to Outcast. I you believe. want an exceptional steak dinner? You got to up. You got to elevate then. Yeah. You can't just. That's not. They're not going to give you an exceptional steak dinner. I believe you. Uh, Israel with a 27 months. Thank you, brother. Yeah, J.D. Tony does remind me of Marilyn Monroe. Her character is evolving into I should have ordered all in. And welcome back, J.D. and Jesse. Thank you, Israel. Susan D'Ambrosio with a 22 months. J.D. and Jesse, so glad you guys enjoyed London. Back home safe. The chat said that I made it being buried by J.D. Oh, come yeah, on. Man. I didn't bury Susan. Come on you now. buried my head of talent relations, bro. We, because we I get... said she can't make an old-fashioned, bro. You'd be fucking... You'd be shocked at how many people can't make a simple cocktail. We got beef, bro. My staff can oh, do it all. Oh, my God. Okay. I believe you. Man. Seizure your property with a $5 super chat. Can't take Seth seriously as champion when Seth keeps wearing Becky's lacy garments. Oh. Yeah, man. I don't know. Apparently, uh, apparently, uh, the, the crowd was dead silent when Seth Rollins mentioned Kazuchika Okada on Raw on Monday. Why did he mention Okada? Because he was talking about Japanese legends. Because oh, okay. he's wrestling Nakamura. Gotcha. Crowd went dead silent. Different crowd base, man. Dr. Evil Genius with 499. If MJF can be a face tweener, John Cena could have turned heel and made it work too. Just my opinion. He could have. I wanted John Cena to turn heel. John Cena, John Cena didn't didn't want to turn heel. John Cena has worked heel as the doctor of thugonomics. Yes, I mean, I mean as babyface Cena turn heel. Yeah, yeah, it's great shit. Dude. Yeah, so uh, he can work heel. Will Chisholm with a five dollar super chat. We know they not going to do anything with the women until Jade Cargill comes back. We know what's happening, Jade. God help us. Jade seems to be uh, enjoying her uh, thirst trap photos yeah. on Instagram and Twitter, so. She can continue doing that. It's probably what is best for business. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, reports I've heard that, I mean, she was considering not returning and doing other things. She may do us all a favor. I'm not going there. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I believe Jade has some value. I just think she was overbooked to a fucking oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, change some shit up and change something. I don't, I don't dislike Jade to that degree, man. I think Jay was valuable. Sways Ando with a 349. Ring of Honor presents All Out. First pay-per-view I'm not buying. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm just Kyle with 12 months. No message. Thank you, Kyle. Soma BT with 16 months. I'm enjoying Arms Cassidy's Roman-like reign. He's the head of the lunch table. Therefore, the Blood Orange line storyline shall continue. <laughs> OTS number one. I like that. The Blood Orange story. Yeah. Yeah, man, the uh, Bloodline storyline's taking a back seat. Right now, MJF, Adam Cole's the best storyline in pro wrestling. Well, I mean, it seems like it's run its course, though. Yeah. They've run out of ideas, but now you got the Usos facing each other. That's okay. We're, we're, we're done now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're done. Yeah, really. And the Bastard, 97 with five months. JD, you are the absolute goat of the wrestling podcast. You are miles ahead of everyone else. Glad to be part of the OTS family for five months. Thank you, uh, Bastard. I appreciate that a lot, man. There's a lot of talented uh, 
lot of talented creators in the community, man. Very true. Yeah, there's a lot. I, you know, there's a lot of talented creators, man. Are, are they better than what we do here now? Do they look as good as we do? No. Do they look as good as I do on a normal day? No. Do they sound as good as I do? No. It's me and then and then everybody else. I mean, it's just just a fact of life. I mean, give me a break. But I appreciate you guys. Don't deter. Don't let me deter you from watching other creators, man. You just know where your home is right here, okay? Anyway, uh, Jesse's got to get to bed. I know he's exhausted. He's lost his voice. I feel bad. He'll be covering Impact tomorrow, I'm sure. I'll be there for sure, man. Okay. Catch me tomorrow night. I got to try to get caught up on things, but uh, we'll get back into the groove. So let's get back I, into uh, it. Bro. I'm taking tomorrow off to do nothing. I'm playing Destiny. I'm organizing my Pokemon cards. And I may take another uh, four-hour nap like I did today. Fucking Pokemon geek, man. Listen, man. Don't, don't make fun, bro. I got uh, fucking Dragonite who's blending into the green screen, man. Yeah, look at him. Oh, God. I'm a fucking geek, man. What can I say? Anyway, uh, we're about to get out of here. Um, we thank you guys. Also, please make sure you go check out the CM Punk live stream from earlier. Lots of good stuff. Lots of great discussion in there. Really appreciate your support on that one. So go check that out. And uh, you will see me tomorrow probably with an extra. I want to make sure you guys are caught up on all the news. It's going to be a busy weekend. Extra. There'll be a uh, SmackDown review, a Payback review, an All Out review. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. Crazy weekend, Labor Day weekend. And I'm going to try and find some way to relax in there, man. Sit by a pool, have a fucking cold beverage somewhere. I don't know. But I appreciate you guys very much. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. We'll really love if you do that. Helps the video out, helps the channel out. Thank you for the Super Chat Love tonight. We ended August on a tremendous high note. We're going to do the same thing in September, guys. I appreciate you very much. Until tomorrow, extra. And then next time you see me live will be on Friday night right here on OTS. I will see you guys later.